Something's open. What is that? We Arise? cleaned. Wow. It's an Instapot. What's what? There's only one microwave. Shit. One mic. Jesus. What, what, you have to form a line? Want <laughs> to get in the micro microwave line at Jeff's house? That's well, how cooking works well, here. Well, there was two. Now yeah. there's yeah. one. I know. What happened to the other one? It's, it's in, the in the garage. garage. It's in the auxiliary kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the baker's kitchen. Okay. Uh, okay. Bartimaeus has got his own microwave. Yes. Heat up yeah. his little <laughs> salmon, whatever. Yep. And next his week we're going to work meal. on that room. It's going to be tight. Tight, huh? Tight. tight. Like a toyger. No, just tight in general. So you're adding a third microwave? Yes, that's what we're doing. Okay. My kitchen's not big enough for him. That's where the cleaning staff goes. <laughs> over there. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Hoity-toity. They, they move here and it gets hoity-toity. Yeah. 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 Jesus. Yeah, he was already telling me I don't have any artwork on my walls and I need artwork on my walls. Oh, you like, have I'm artwork. Not, it's all in boxes. Yes. I'm just ah. not really an artwork okay. person, so I'm still trying to figure out what you want on your walls? If you if put, I if I actually want anything on the walls, you put the boxes it's on the house, walls. That'll absorb want, a lot yeah. of sand. I know. Yeah. You have to put, figure out what wall decorations define you as a person. Put the Rembrandt there. Yeah. The Picasso over here, and the dogs playing poker there. Yes. And the guy who does the olives over there. I kind of dig the guy with the does the olives. Yeah. What's so that? do I. Yeah. Godard or whatever the fuck's name is. Yeah, that name? sounds right. Godard. Yeah. yeah. And they he, and that fancy clocks also up front. Those yep. are nice. It's in like. Form shops. He's got a place there. He's, he's got the, a few of them. He's yeah. got like one at the Rio. He's got one at like the Forum shops. He's got one at uh, Miracle Mile shops. They're wow. all over the place. So think dogs playing poker, but they're all olives. Yeah. Like he switches it around. I can get behind that. <laughs> St- uh, Rembrandt Starry Eyed. Is it Rembrandt? Who did Starry Eyed? Uh, Whatever. One of them. It was uh, Star- Van Gogh. Yeah. But think olives that are the stars. <laughs> it's a good thing I like olives. Yeah. Goddard's melting olive. <laughs> I want to apologize to everyone here okay. that the truck is still not here with our with all our worldly possessions. Wait, wait, wait. You came here stuffless? Yeah. Well, well mostly. We came here with enough stuff just to uh, live for a few days until the truck came. Well, the truck still hasn't left Texas. Wait, wait, wait. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole <laughs> it's a whole thing. Anyway, so we're fighting them with that our, all our worldly possessions are still in Texas, and we're still here. So Texas gets one last jab at us. And mm. what I was apologizing for was one of the things I brought with me was my barbecue, my, my smoker. Ah. I was fully planning on smoking a brisket for the show. But you know what? That's not happening. So right. you get old cherry Coke in the middle finger. I'm, I'm more concerned about the old Texan that's somewhere sucking on your still suit. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Playing with all our lightsabers. I know. Whoa. <laughs> Playing the Star Wars arcade game. Ooh. That's crated. And I watched them and they scratched the floor with it and they were like rocking it to get it in there. And I'm like, I'm biting my nails. Yeah. I was so nervous watching them put that in that crate. I'm like just they were like, get out the gun. Shoot the machine. Get it in there. You need the 45. <laughs> Shoot it. No, get the 12 gauge. Okay, it's in. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 617. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Blarg. And Deb. And it's a full house. We're here to talk Week in Geek. Goodness sakes. 
So many voices. So and there's only one worthwhile person here. So that's so, that's great. I'm we'll not let you say decide which one. Which one. <laughs> you pointed right at her. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Look, I just went for a drink ten years ago. I came back uh, eventually. Yeah. Eventually, you didn't uh, find your smokes, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, he didn't come back a changed man, so it's... Mm. You know, if anything, he's worse now. Yeah. More bitter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. This is this is all true. That I, I did come back with a love of barbecue. Which you didn't have before? Well... Not was, to the extent that oh, okay. he has it now. Wait a sec. Is it this was barbecue a cast? Is this barbecue cast? <laughs> is it? Welcome to barbecue cast. Barbecue time. Barbecue hold on, hold on. time. I don't have a theme song. Barbecue time. <laughs> Episode all right. one. All right, we got Kansas barbecue over here. We got Texas barbecue over here. Canadian barbecue? I don't know. Is that a thing? No. <laughs> you why should, not? You should That's have why seen. I shrugged when I said it. Uh, you should have seen Kay's shoulders drop when you said barbecue. Cast. Hey, he's got the Polish kielbasa. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do I ever? <laughs> <laughs> don't get excited, folks. He buys it at the store. <laughs> However, you got to get it. You get it. You get that kielbasa. That's right. So the J.R. Conkle Challenge is still on, and guess what? Today's the day. Gathering the Fallen is free today. 12-10, and 12-12. So December 10th through the 12th, Kindle people, you can get a free copy of Gathering the Fallen for your digital device. So J.R. Conkle, and of course, if you want to get the first book, it's pretty darn cheap. Citadel of the Fallen as well. And if you do a review, either a starred one or a written one or both, then there are some bonus things put together for Geek Shock, which we'll go over now because we found the one. We found, it was actually suggested by one of you. So I want to thank Cthulhu Collector out there. Thank you for this. So if the book gets 15 new ratings by Christmas, all right, Deb will read the news you don't give a shit about, right? Yep. All right. Here's the new one. 30 new ratings. Initially, we were going to do something for to kill Barry, but he's got enough to deal with. He doesn't have his barbecue shit. <sighs> so, instead, Cthulhu Collector suggested, how about the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet, but with the part of Romeo as the man baby and Juliet as Todd's bard? <laughs> so, yes. 30 <laughs> new ratings. Now, I understand... Not everybody wants that in their life, so we'll put it at the end of the show for those who want it. If, if we hit 30 ratings on J.R. Conkle's books. Hey. Now, of course, this goes for both books. So, if you read both books and give each one a star rating and a written rating, that counts as four points toward this. Yep. These things can rack up quick with just a few people. At 45 new ratings, Jeff has to recite the lyrics of Sir Mix-a-Lot's I Like Big Butts as Paul Mattingly impersonating Mumra. And yes, of course, we'll give him the Mumra Echo. Nice. Yes. <laughs> and at 60 new ratings, God help us, the Geek Shock team needs to do a Geek Shock sports report on the NFL wins and losses of the previous week. Fuck my life. Easy. Uh, but you know easy. What? That's right, Todd. But you know what? That's 60 ratings. That's way up over here. So. But also... That time of year, isn't it just the Super Bowl? No. Mm. Is it playoffs and then the Super Bowl? Yes. We haven't hit the playoffs yet, yeah, but right. the no. playoffs are right around the corner. I, I, yeah, I think that's uh, the soccer thing's coming, and they do the they kick the the net and yes, yeah, yep, yes. the slide tackling. Mm-hmm. Kick yep. the net. Well, I don't know, Jeff. What do you think is uh, happening this time this weekend? Uh, well, thanks for asking that. Let's go, let's go to the scoreboards <laughs> and the lonesome right, kicker kicks right the here. putt over into the basket. I don't know how this works. <laughs> well, that'd be a goal post there, Todd. If you got. 
Checkmate! So again, today, that's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Gathering of the Fallen is free on Kindle to anyone that can get Kindle. So if you get the Kindle app, you can download it for that and have it on your phone. It's free those days. Get it, quick. And, uh, and again, if you want part one, very, very cheap. So you'll be helping out J.R. Conkle, one of our own Vero Shock Monkeys, who's writing fantastic fantasy. And you'll also be helping us as well. So thank you so much and read some good shit. Absolutely. So that being said, before we go into what we did this week and get into some important Minecraft news. Very important. Yes. The Geek Shock Book Club is reading Saga, Volume 1, by Brian K. Vaughn. Ooh, nice. And uh, discussion's open today, so uh, feel free to join that at your leisure, book readers. Uh, we are discussing it, but, you know, take your time. In fact, all prior books are open for discussion as well, so if it t took you a year to read The Fireman, by all means, join us when you're ready. How many volumes are there of Saga now? Uh, there's quite a few. And, and there he's uh, rejoining it, so these... He, Took a while, like a break on it for a while. And now he's going back and continuing it. So I only read the first three and then I, just, I stopped. Not because I didn't like it, just because I got busy with other stuff. I kind of want to get into it. So Sure. Yeah. And if you get a Comixology, which is the uh, Amazon subscription comic book service, I believe it's from their unlimited set. So <laughs> something to keep in mind. So that being said, what geeky things did you do this week? Barry, I'm going to skip you for now. Deb, what did you do this week? Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he skipped you. Yes, he did. He took great pleasure at that, too. Prepare for that to happen often. <laughs> you missed me. Well, I've been trying to catch up on quite a few things this Only week. I so that. I definitely, I did finish book two of J.R. Conkle's Gathering of the Fallen. Rock and roll. Um, it really starts getting, I mean, his story gets going in book two for sure. Um, I mean... They are battling quite a few times on certain things and finding new things that obviously are going to, you know, that they're going to be coming down the pipeline in the story later on. Um, and I'm pretty sure, I mean, he has multiple books planned. So I think before I mentioned like three, he has more, um, at least four, maybe five books at least planned for the storyline. So he's, he's leaving a lot of, um, you know, small little seeds here and there to hopefully grow into the story later on. You can tell it's, it's, it's a good story. You guys should definitely read it. Um, Gathering of the Fallen, book two. And then we've been catching up on Wheel of Time. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier this summer, um, that was my first real fantasy series that I, that I read. Sure. It's Barry's um, favorite of all time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Love absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I really did enjoy the stories, the, the books. Um, and it's been a long time since I've read, you know, uh, Eye of the World. I haven't read Eye of the World since, oh goodness, at least 20 years. Oh, wow. Longer than that. This is 90s. So I'm trying to like remember some of the stuff that's going on. Um, I definitely, you can tell they're speeding through it. You can definitely tell. But I don't necessarily feel quite like it's a bad thing right now. I do, I would be interested though to hear people who are watching the show who have never read the books if they feel like they're lost a little bit. Oh. Because, I mean, the re like those of us who've read the series know really well that the bond between Enesidae and their, their warder. Um, and they talk about it in great detail about how the bonding works and like, um, and that's another thing too about the magic that I'll get into that in a second. Um, but I'd be curious to see, with the, especially the latest episode they had, if anyone who's never read the book and is watching the show, if they felt kind of, 
if they really understood the magnitude of kind of what happened in that episode or if they feel a little lost. So if any listeners are, you know, watching the show and haven't read it, I'd be interested to hear what you guys have to say. Um, but I am enjoying it. I am. But yeah, another thing that I am kind of find, I mean, they're kind of doing it, but they're kind of not, is the magic, the way it's described in this book is more about weaves. And they do mention weaves sometimes. You can hear it um, in, you know, the show. I assume you're not talking about hair. No, it's more like you can almost like, you know how like you do see it. Thank you for being here, Barry. Yes, Barry. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Yes. I will not be the only well, one doing it. Barry is really the hair nothing. expert. So. That's true. <laughs> but no, you know, in the show, they are showing visually you can see the magic that they are wielding, right? Yeah. And in the book, it is described like that too, that you can actually see physically, like the women, other women can see what that woman is casting, what they're trying to do. Um, and they describe in certain cases, like having to put layers of weaves onto something to try and get it, you know, to do the spell or, or make happen what they want to happen. And I, I feel like they're kind of done it, but it doesn't feel quite what I always pictured when they go into such detailed description about how the magic works. And what do you think, Kirsten? Because you've read the books. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, it doesn't look like I imagined, really. Yeah. But then again... There's there's a lot that doesn't look like I imagine. So Moiraine <laughs> yes. is a lot taller Lan. than I imagine. Lan is uh, not as as big and hulky as yeah. I had imagined. Um, they always described yeah. him in the books as like this almost like superhuman, like very tall, muscular right. man. So I don't know. We'll see. But I am enjoying it. All right. Um, and then... We, um, you know, we, we recently drove from Texas. It's a long drive. Yes. And when Barry Hell, and Texas I... Texas alone is a long drive. Yes, yeah. it is. Um, when we do long car trips, we do audiobooks, um, which for us is hard because Barry and I have very different tastes in novels. <laughs> you Quite. don't say. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, yes. But Deb, you enjoy high fantasy. You enjoy some uh, young adults. Yes. Uh, Barry enjoys Barbie horse adventures. Only Barbie horse adventures. Yes. I'm very picky about my Barbie horse adventures, though. <laughs> it has to be Barbie horse adventures where there's some unicorns involved. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. So, um, Vanilla Barbie enjoys chocolate unicorns. <laughs> Yes, and thank you for reminding me. I gotta renew that. No, you don't. No, no. you don't. Yes, I gotta renew it for another year. No, Indiana, Indiana, let it go, son. (laughs) (laughs) Never. But no, we do find a common ground on science fiction. Um, I really started getting into reading when I was young with science fiction. All Star Trek. Imagine that. I read so many Star Trek novels. It was crazy. But we do both enjoy some science fiction. And so we listened to Old Man's War, John Scalzi. I like that one. I did enjoy it, actually. Um, we did start book two, but we haven't gotten that far. But I mean, we got through all of book one because it's a long drive. So um, it's, it's an intriguing story, for sure. And more importantly, we didn't have to fight about the music. Yeah, he does not I, like my music either. I imagine that is also a point of contention. Yes. Oh, my God. Movies, music, and books. We really don't agree much on those. No, but we have a rule, and it's it's a sacred rule. Driver picks music, yes. shotgun, shuts, shuts his, his cake hole. That's from Supernatural. Yes, I have a shirt. Yes, I know you that, do. Actually. And I, I will adhere to that. And you play your shitty, awful music, 
and I will put my headphones in and I will rock out. All right. Deb, what crap does Barry like to hear? He listens to heavy metal. Okay. Like heavy metal. Just heavy metal. That's it. No, I listen to all kinds of things. But most of what he listens to <laughs> when he doesn't want to listen to what I'm listening to is heavy metal. Lately, it's been Death Clock. I don't know why, but lately it's been Death Clock. Little Death Clock, little Mastodon. He likes Ghost. Ghost, Love Ghost. is really big. Um, I mean, a modern I'll be Marth. honest, some of the Ghost I actually like too because it's good music. It's not really heavy metal. It's good music. They worship the devil. No. The devil. <laughs> But yeah, he likes heavy metal. So what crap does Deb like to listen to? Oh, God. Fucking AJR. 21 Pilots. Uh, yeah. I like uh, them. They're good. I don't know of any of those. <laughs> but I also listen to techno. I like techno. Okay, that's cool. And that, that chill station you put on, that was pretty good. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love a little down-tempo breakbeat, little chill. I, mm-hmm. I love all that. We discovered that at Payments, by the way. Yes, we did. And it was very good. Yes. yes. A little bit of lo-fi. Oh, yes. Yeah. But yeah, so... Old Man's War, John Scalzi. If you like science fiction, it really is. It's a good story. Um, it kind of has like the Ender's Game-ish type vibe. Um, <laughs> Just on the opposite scale of the on age. On the opposite, <laughs> yes. Complete opposite scale. Yeah. But also yeah. um, how the book series is kind of going. It's like, you know, the second book really isn't, the main characters aren't the main characters from the first it's book. It's not a sequential thing. Right. They he, he hits different. Right. Yeah. Which is interesting. So you yeah. get different points of view of the same world. Instead of just following the same person. The wow, whole that time. is kind of enders, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Old Man's War was good. It was I enjoyed it. It's also like very Robert Heinlein, but with less nudism and libertarian <laughs> screed. You know, <laughs> get enough of that in our lives. I like yeah. when they get into the science. Yeah, they, so that was one thing I told Barry. It was like, it's you know, it, it'll be like a normal book, and then they'll have a discussion, an actual like scientific discussion in the book, and it you can follow it. It's not like yeah. some of Star Trek where it was like, let's use fancy words, and people will just follow it at some point someday. Right. Um, right. A tech guffin. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. putting too much air into a balloon. Uh. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. He uh, Scalzi's very good at that. Yeah. And also a lot of his ideas, I just like the whole brain pals. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. That's just, it's so freaking hilarious because it's just like, yeah, that's what we're moving towards. It is. Well, and when you get to book two and they really start talking about the brain pals and how they use them and how it affects how some people who have had it their whole life. Right. And how it affects them. And, and also just, and then, then he'll go and hit a totally mundane thing. Like when he talked about how he thought he was being clever because he named his brain pal asshole yep so it's like hey asshole what are the schematics and blah blah you know hey asshole tell me about and then he finds out everybody does that when they first get their brain pal and it's like <laughs> that is totally internet all you needed was for him to talk about icons looking like penises and it's like he hit it all but then again scalzi has actually had his finger on the pulse for a long time he's okay. one of the oldest blogs on the internet. Mm-hmm. Wow. Whatever, whatever.com goes back to like 98 or something. One thing that really kind of sums up Scalzi for me is if you look up like just sci-fi writers in like Google and it gives you that first line, not under images, but in general, and they'll give you a, a line of images with names. He's going to be in it, right? He's not only in it, but everyone has this, just this great photograph of themselves either at a panel or, or a professional thing and that he's the one with his eye pressed up against the 
the photo lens, so you just see a quarter of his face. That's Scalzi. Yeah, he, <laughs> nice. he does everything weird, yeah. But yeah, so I really enjoyed that, and we've gotten into book two, but we'll have to figure out when we're going to be able to listen to that because, you know, we're not driving anywhere anytime soon. And we're so glad that you're finally here. Well, yes. you, you, I'm pointing to you, Deb. We're so glad that you are here. Very <laughs> invited here. I am also here. What? They might have to drive back to get their stuff. I know. Uh, they might have to drive back <sighs> to drop him off. <laughs> <laughs> you missed me. But his oh, aim's getting better. Only when I swing. <laughs> All right, fine, Barry. What did you do, and what fine thing do you want to announce that's coming up very soon? Uh, a few things. One, speaking of uh, metal, I want to give a shout-out to the Plague Physicians. Ain't that goddamn right. That's good stuff, man. Dude, it's, it's the, the Plague Physicians are the official soundtrack to my Plague Army. My, my Army of Nurgle, my 40K Army. That is their soundtrack. I would have thought you were a Necron man. I have those he two, has but a Necron. and now <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I want to learn a little bit more about Warhammer. Oh, oh, come on in, said the spider to the fly. Oh my God! <laughs> I figured you would say that. See, see, I'm getting on your good side. You missed me. Mm, I don't know about good side, but you're getting <laughs> oh. on a side. Um, okay. So let's see. What have I done this week? Uh, honestly, it's I've been busy. You've been busy moving, man. You know, it's it's been rough. God, our stuff isn't even here yet. I'm settling in. I'm living with Jeff right now. You would. I, I, I'm sorry. I said that in the tone of voice that it's bad, but it's not. I barely see the man. Yeah, we're yeah. on opposite schedules. He wakes up. He, he drugs. He drags his ass down for coffee in the morning. Hey, hey. That's pretty much it. And then he disappears till like two in the morning. So. Yep. That's about it. Yep. Um, Tricking on the strip. It ain't an easy life. Yeah. Take my old man pills, grab my coffee, I'm out the door. <laughs> yeah. Don't get food. home until they're asleep. Wow. I offer to make the man eggs and stuff, but no, he's going to go eat when he gets to work or whatever, which, you know, if I could eat at work, I would too. Okay. But my work is right here at this table, and my coworker is a cat, so really I don't know what the <laughs> hell to do. Um, yeah, there's three extra people in this house because, yes. let's face it, Bartimaeus is a people. He is. He has people. He's very skittish. I'm not going to turn this into pet shock. Why not? But I because it's not the it's show. A sweet cat. We have a new mascot. Yeah, and he's not sweet. He's, he's not he's, sweet. I've met the fellow. He's very sweet. Yes, I like him. You've uh. known him for a minute, and you don't even know his full honorific, do you? I don't. I I know it, but the I don't. Baron want to know. Vladimir Bartimaeus Daragothoth Harkonnen, aka Mr. Poopy Butthole, aka. Hey, cat! What the hell are you doing? Stop it! I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> Bartimaeus works. Yeah, yes. that's that's what it works. And it's he also was, very fitting. He was crying out when I got home from work the other night. I was sitting there and I'm like, "What shock. is that noise?" Apparently, yes. there was a I closed just kept door. Going, and he was it was behind the closed door, and I'm like, "Yeah, he woke us up." You sure yeah. that wasn't me. Barry? <laughs> he went on for a while too. I know. It could have been Barry. Well, yeah, because Barry does go on for a while. Well, I mean, Deb might have put him outside and didn't let him back in. <laughs> Fun story. Bring in the dog and put out the berry. Fun story about noises at night. Oh, my. Um, Steve Biggs. Oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> okay. So, uh, back in the day when we used to go to Comic-Con all the time, we'd share a room with Biggs because, you know, hey, who cares? 
Uh, so oh, you do at night. You do Saving at night. Money. So Biggs is on this side of the bed, and I'm on the other, and Deb's in the other bed with our friend Bianca or whatever. It's 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 not cool like you think. So put that thought away. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, that no, sounds no, no, really. No, let, me, oh. let me put the kibosh on that right now. Damn. Um, oh, you sleep with your head by his feet. He sleep. Yeah. No. Yeah, don't do that. No. No. Feet are gross. Yeah. Um, I'm not a foot guy. Sorry. Barry, sixty ninety. Barry 69ing with Steve. Stop it. Don't do that to my Talk brain. About sublime to ridiculous. Put that in your head. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> Nightmare fuel. Steve's sucking on a toe <laughs> while, <laughs> while Barry is doing his business. And we've seen Biggs' O face. So just. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yes, oh. yes. Not getting any better. Okay, so here's like I wake up in the middle of the night and, and, and Steve's doing this. <laughs> He's not far off. Seriously. Yeah. He doesn't snore. Not really. He just like this whine. And I wake up. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And Deb wakes up. She looks at me like, what the hell is he <laughs> what doing? What are you doing with Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Steve's going to love me for telling dude, that one on air. Dude, it's funny because we'll watch, we'll spend all day watching movies when he comes to visit, and, and there'll be times when Steve falls asleep. And it's funny because he's like, he's just like old grandpa falling asleep during <laughs> yes. a movie where he just sort of, and then he's like, <laughs> and he's like, and then he just lifts his head. But lately, I have actually once or twice, I, I, we're watching a movie and you hear the, <laughs> And it's like, and then he'll like look up, <laughs> and like he's been watching for the past five minutes. To his credit, he never did that at Star Trek when we worked together. He had a superpower, okay, and his superpower was he can decide to nap and just go to sleep. Wow, I, it was amazing. He was like, oh, we got a half an hour till we got to be back on the floor. Okay, he takes the head, he takes the Klingon head off, puts it on the on the on the table, and and he's, he's out. And then, like, 20 minutes later, oh, 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 let's go. Yeah, let's get like, back on the floor. Like a voluntary necromancer. Ne- uh, necromancer? Sorry? Necromancy. <laughs> voluntary no. necromancy. Wow. Is it all voluntary? Narcolepsy. Narcolepsy. Okay, there we go. I like voluntary necromancy. I know. That's well, it, it, I, that reminds me of when Paul would sleep in the back, in, in the makeup area, because Paul would just look like he'd been shot. <laughs> Because his head would be back against this wall, and his nope. mouth would be open, and he would just look like somebody had killed him and run. <laughs> back at space camp, my roommate, uh, the first year I went to space camp, uh, they had us in a hotel room. Space camp. And Everyone drink. My roommate yep. sounded like Darth Vader when he snored. Oh it was the most creepy thing ever, because he'd be like, Wow. At the same time, you're wondering, dude, can you breathe? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was, I mean, and, it, okay. and it got deeper as the night went on, and it down sounded just like Darth Vader. And I'm like, okay. Well, we're I, talking like weird. young teenager kids, right? Yeah. I was, what, 12, 13? Say, say not well, even teen. Yeah. Wow. wow. I, way too young for apnea. Okay. That, yeah. Well, it's it, that's better than, because when he first said that, I thought it was like, Jeff, I am your father. <laughs> if only you knew the dark side, Jeff. <laughs> In fact, Todd knows him too. We've we've all lost touch. Ah, uh, the great Krishna, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. 
I told him that when he woke up, and he's like, I do? And I'm like, yeah. It was both cool and creepy at the same time. <laughs> so like, I do actually have something uh, oh, geeky. Shit. And it's for everyone who's a member of uh, the Geek Shock, the Shock Monkey Army. Uh, Minecraft uh, version 1.18 is out. And we are switching the server over on Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we're going to have a, just a quick little blowout where we blow a bunch of shit up on the server and then we're swapping it over to the new one. We already have the seed ready. It looks really, really good. The The mountains are high. The, the um, valleys are low. Oh, the cave? Well, I, I was looking to avoid caves. saying that. <laughs> the caves are, are very deep. Are so, you confused oh. on which way to go? Uh, can I, would, you punch him, would you punch him in the mouth? Welcome back, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> You do your own violence. It's gorgeous. <laughs> um, we already have That's tons of plans. The Canadian way. <laughs> I hate you. I'm going back to Texas. I'm no, you're not. <laughs> no, give me that. No, no. I, I, I escaped, and I will keep it that way. So we're really excited about it, and we're going to be recording again, and we're going to be doing a full economy looking at you, Dorgo. Because you know you like games with an economy. He ain't got time for that shit. Oh, he will make time. Every once in a while. It's going to be fun. We have we've already planned with uh, Tark Mailer. Uh, we've planned a a blackjack game with redstone. Get it out! Has not oh my, been it's, done. It looks crazy. Like because they've built it in a test world and it is humongous. We got to be. It's we computer. got a whole other server we're paying for for a test world wow. so we can do this and it's enormous. It's but it be. works. It works. It's friggin' huge. It is full like just random blackjack. It works. It, it, no one's done it before. This, this is not only crazy because, I mean, if you're in a test server, it's like Legos. You have unlimited pieces. We're doing this as a survival service. So you oh, have yes. to mine this monster. Yes. So in, this will kickstart the economy. Wow. We need so much stuff, and people will go and get it, and we will pay them, and it'll be great. So that's going to happen on Friday. If you want to get in, first off, donate to Geek Shock. We need it. And you get, get to be on the Minecraft server, and all you have to do is just message me on Discord or just email me, and I'll talk you through how to how to get on. We play Java. It's uh, vanilla with just a few plugins, nothing major. Uh, no chocolate dicks. No <laughs> no chocolate dicks, unless you really want one. All this time, it has just been a allegory to Minecraft, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I want to say no, but yes. <laughs> You forgot to mention when you said donate, get your friends to donate too. And get their friends to donate. Exactly. Yeah. Sell them some Have us our own MLM up in here. So fuck that obelisk. <laughs> pyramid that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, two Ko-Fi members stickers are coming soon. Patches are coming soon. And check out our merch store because some of our new stickers are going to be on there for new merch uh, for a limited time. Kofi, Barry. Kofi? Not coffee, Kofi, 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 like buy a cup of coffee, buy a cup of coffee. Okay, that's not how you say, say coffee. I'm more of a tea guy. I know you are. Yeah. You were very adamant about that this morning while I was oh. trying to prep my coffee. <laughs> you so, like, so wait a second. Jeff like, is in here making his daily coffee, mm, and, yes. and Barry's over his shoulder going, "Nah, I like tea. Tea, nah, tea's what, better for what's you. That tea. Why you're, are you you're, you're not far off, <laughs> Jeff." <laughs> 
Jeff, would you teabag me? Don't ask me another about how to make so coffee. I, I, Jeff, I know how to make coffee. Can you tell yet that he's only been around really me and the cat for a while? Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. I, you know, and it, even, well, like the last two months, just the cat. Really. <laughs> Wow. Every once in a while, our friends would come and visit him. But yeah, I, I was the I cat doesn't tell. talk back, <laughs> and he would hide underneath the couch. <laughs> I could tell. Learn him. behavior from the cat. <laughs> I could tell he was in need of some uh, direct peer conversation. Yes, in yes. person. Jeff, what for you sure. Doing? Jeff, what you doing? Uh, uh, well, Jeff, that, what that, you that doing? is up. <laughs> to, Jeff. That is up until the point where he started building in Minecraft, and then he kind of went off and did his own Zoned? thing for a while. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's so like, I went and watched that's TV. like a cat sitting in front of the window. Trying to going, catch up on my stories. <laughs> I just stand Talking. around and just swat things off the table. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what'd you do this week? Nothing. Yeah. You had to have done something. Oh, wait, no. You know what you did that you what didn't did talk about? Our fabulous sex cruise. You and me and a dinghy. <laughs> One dinghy? Just one dinghy for the both of us. <laughs> yeah. We hear he likes to suck on toes. <laughs> That's think, what I heard think from Titanic near the end, but more romantic. <laughs> see, Barry was like, yes, Matt, there is room. Come on up. <laughs> but there was margaritas. Oh, yes. Oh, those margaritas. Oh, yes. Oh, All right, you're right. We, we have margaritas. not really heard Margarita much. the person or? Uh, yeah. The beverage. <laughs> they had margaritas. Wink, yeah. wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> know what I mean? Know what I mean? All right. So tell us about Toganite. <laughs> there was an actual 80s night on the ship and a 90s night and a 90s night Todd doesn't want the toga night he wants the torgo night <laughs> every night's torgo night torgo night that sounds like that's like something that would repel Barry yeah is Very it the red much. torgo night or the gold torgo night <laughs> but for anyone who's ever done a cruise the dinner packages ruin you because when you get on land you're like I gotta pay for this shit what the fuck? Do you want to take my Norwegian Bliss key? And they look at you like, what the hell is this, yeah. sir? The bill is $80. Give me cash. It's like the Disney dining plan for those who have been to Walt Disney World. It pretty much, it's you can have an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. In some restaurants, it's an appetizer, or a, appetizer, a soup or salad, an entree, and a dessert. And the booze oh. is free. Yep. It's a lot of food. So you make it a, a proper all-inclusive. Yes. 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 We... Got the most out of that drink package. Yes. Ooh, you boy. probably got at least three people's worth out of that drink package. <laughs> oh, yes. And it was delicious. Those margaritas are amazing. Yeah, oh. made with orange. Orange and, and just... Of, so, it was in addition to the lime. Yes. Yeah. Just that, whatever they well, did. It was really good. Yes, very good. So where, where did this cruise go? The Mexican Riviera, the Baja California side. Yes. So Mazatlan, Ensenada... Cabo San Lucas. Yes. Puerto Vallarta. Uh, yes. yes. Those four. All right. Yeah. So how long? It was seven days. Seven Unfortunately, days. it's not incredibly geeky. It wasn't like a super geeky cruise, other than the fact that we played a lot of geeky board games and we, stuff. Yeah. We travel with games with us when we go on trips. Um, and Matt and Paulette helped this time and brought some games as well. So, you know, like especially like at sea days or days we, we didn't go to port or we didn't go very long, we'd go up to the buffet and grab a big table and... Play games. That's cool. Yeah. It's very good. What was the best game you played on the ship? There's the pirate, a new, the pirate one. The strip uno. Yeah. That was our private pin game. The, pin the ponytail on the berry. <laughs> <laughs> well, hide the poutine. I was going to say, everybody wins at that one. <laughs> no, what was that game, that pirate game that Aaron had? 
Skull King. Skull King. Skull King is a uh, it's a great like card game. It's kind of like Hearts, really, but with extra steps. Um, and pirates. So I recommend uh, Skull King. Yeah, it was a fun game, and then you can play up to a decent amount of people. Yes. Fun fact: the company that makes it is like a grandma and grandpa, and in the in the card game box comes a, a recipe for like blueberry pie. That's it's, adorable. It's ridiculous. I think it was blackberry pie. Was it blackberry yes, pie? Yes, it was blackberry. I don't know. I didn't you know, make black the damn pie. Because he's a pirate. <laughs> blackbeard. Black. Oh, I, I just got that. Yeah. yeah blackberry pie, pie is pretty good. Good for you, Barry. <laughs> oh, I'm a big boy now. Give him a cat treat. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, I didn't get to do a lot. Uh, I got caught up on Star Trek Discovery. The, it's not that far in, right? Yeah, they're like their own four episodes, if I'm not mistaken. I'm kind of liking where this season is going. There's a there's a mystery that's going on that uh, they're trying to figure out, which is always nice. I always like Star Trek when there's a there's a mystery to be solved, especially I, if I there's feel the science involved. Same way involved. about Scooby Doo. <laughs> Zoinks, yo! Oh, even better, the Supernatural Scooby Doo episode. Oh, that was yeah. awesome! Oh, yeah. I still need to watch Supernatural. Yeah. No, when you when you. Maybe. Okay, yeah. yes. I love that show. I will. I, yes, but you have to be selective about which seasons to watch oh, because okay. you don't need to watch them all. Yeah, there's like, there's like 30 seasons. Yeah, you yeah, got 15. A one in 15 shot of hitting something good. Okay. But yeah, no, they did some, like, especially they towards some the cringy end. Episodes. Because, you know, the producer was like, we will let you guys do whatever you want as long as we keep making the show. And so they could do some episodes that were really Ooh. cool, like things that they enjoyed. Kind of like last season of Angel kind of things? Kind of. Uh, yeah, a lot yeah, of self-referential last, last stuff. Last half of Enterprise. <laughs> good Enterprise, gotcha. But yeah, yeah. Scooby Doo Supernatural was really funny. Anyway, produced by Manny oh, Cotto. Uh, Star Trek Discovery is going along. I'm uh, still trying to figure out what's going on with Star Trek Prodigy. They're like on a, a mid-season break. <laughs> they oh, did, really? They did basically. They did five episodes, and the last episode posted was like November seventeenth. And uh, I haven't seen when they're going to... I think it's after the first of the year that they're posting the next five episodes. Uh, they're pulling like, their hair going, fix this show! Yeah, I just... It's it's weird because they leave it on a cliffhanger. So it's like, okay, what's going on here? Also watch the latest episode of Hawkeye. Man, I, I'm really, really liking this series a lot more than I thought I would. And it's not to say that I didn't think I was going to like it. It just... It oozes it's, charm. It's, it's Yeah, it's, it's delightful. I do know exactly what you're talking about, Kirsten, with the uh, the Vera Farmiga who plays uh, Kate Bishop's mother. I was watching it intently today as I watched the latest episode, and she's a fantastic actress. She's been in some amazing projects, but I gotta say, I feel like she's phoning it in. She doesn't seem like she's invested in the role. Like It's like she's just there. And where it seems like everyone else around her is really into it. Well, that dynamic altogether, yeah, uh, with uh, with Steinfeld and her, and even the even the guy, the swordsman, yeah, um, it it's, the fiance, yeah, it's sort of like I'm not even seeing it with uh, Haley Steinfeld. It, it, it's it's like when when it's her mm-hmm. and Renner, or even her and anyone else in this yeah. series. I've noticed it. Like, yes, with like uh, sure. there's a scene where she was interacting with Larpers today, and I yes. I won't go too deep into that but it was it was brilliant i mean i haven't it was seen very the, i haven't seen the second one but man dude that the first interaction with the new york city like yes. fucking was hysterical and and for all of us like in involved either in yeah. old larp or just work in star trek the experience that shit 
was funny. It yeah. it was it was just it, great. And just watching watching and Renner, he's just because you know Renner, he's already got that hand hang yeah. dog look to mm-hmm. him. And man, the the sheer defeat <laughs> as he's walking in there to do his thing. It, it was just yeah. She's like no looky lose. Yeah, and what <laughs> and the the looky lose. Yeah. Oh my god, that was just so hilarious. It was just great. <laughs> he had to participate. It oh was, my god, comedy ensues. Oh god, it was just and oh yeah, no you. Can't. But even like uh uh the the fiance Jack. I mean, he's playing it so over the top, right? That it's. It's both serious and comical at the same time. He's even got the bad guy mustache. Yes. He's yes. got the bad the guy mustache. Right. Yeah. I mean, he he oozes, I'm a secret villain. Yeah. 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 As, he he's, as he's working his way up to it. Exactly. So, um, I'm like I said, I'm really enjoying Hawkeye. If anybody's on the fence about whether to continue watching any of the, the MCU stuff on Disney+, Plus, definitely check this one out. Because um, I know some people were kind of milk toast on the... Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, they just weren't weren't into it. Some people loved it. Some people were just kind of meh. Yeah. But this I think one is good, not great. Yeah, this one, I, 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 it's it surprised me at how good it is. And and there were a couple of moments in this last episode where Renner's Hawkeye and uh, Steinfeld's Kate Bishop are interacting, and you had these like really light, fun moments, and then it got like real serious for a moment. I was just sitting there going like, wow, you can like see the pain on his face. And yeah. I won't tell you what yeah. he was talking about, but you can probably guess. But it just, it was brilliantly acted. And it's, it does show that Renner has more range than people give him credit they're, for. They're, well, and if you've seen him in other things, yes, yeah. uh, particularly Hurt Locker, right. you know it's there. Yes. And I think these people are sort of like, let's make use of that. Because they're really, they're really digging into the whole. Uh, yeah. Hawkeye is just well. And in, I mean, in the MC, in, yeah, in the main movies, um, I mean, he's gotten. I think as the years have gone, he's gotten more time yes. in them, but he still hasn't had a lot of attention. No. Yeah, and it really wasn't until Endgame that you really got to see, right, him do more with that character, especially the you know the coming to terms with when everybody was gone and he went and became Ronan. And then having to, you know, deal with that aspect of his life and then coming back from that to help the other Avengers, you know, defeat Thanos. Uh, and then, of course, the, the Bormir scene with, with Natalie. I fought you know, Thanos. Or with Natalia, rather. Um, so, Boris yeah, and Black, Natasha? Yeah, you know, when, you know, Black Widow is yeah. fighting him and it's like, you know, they don't want to be fighting each other, but, you know, they also don't want to lose either of each other and you know the decision that she makes and she gets him in the end yeah so yeah i mean like you said like you said he's he's very capable yes and um, they're using it they're and using i and they're yes exactly they're absolutely letting him play in that character and uh and he's selling it he's definitely selling it he's very i mean he's good i think in all the movies but this there's a certain well, he's definitely playing the PTSD angle, yes. uh, and 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 rightfully so. Right. You know, he's been through a lot between the yeah. the first Avengers film, the Attack on New York, which people keep bringing up when they run into him on the street, and mm-hmm. and you know, you can clearly see that he's glad that he did it, but at the same time, yeah, it's a painful memory. And then all of the other uh, 
instances that he's had uh, throughout the you know the cinematic universe, and and then now dealing with losing Natasha and you know getting his family back you know it's that yeah. that loss and that regain kind of thing you can definitely tell that they're they're getting that kind of a performance out of him and that's one of the things i kind of like too because there are moments with his family where you can tell they're drawing on the whole i lost all of you yeah. and then i got you back yeah but they never ever go so cheap as to do a flashback or anything, yes. right? So it's all an undercurrent, but you yeah. know it's there. And that's one of the things I'm liking about this. Because mm-hmm. like you said with the PTSD, yeah. so many so many series would fail or just, uh, let, nah, let's not say fail, let's say be pedestrian yes. and just have him railing the whole fucking time. But he's constantly like almost on this pendulum yep. of dealing with it, accepting it, dealing with it, all right, you know, and I like that kind of nuance. It's yeah. the same thing. The other thing that I'm really loving is with him and Kate Bishop. Yeah. Uh, once again, they would get very basic, and it would just be all, I want to help people. I want to help. No, you don't. You're going to stay here, and I'm going to, right? But when she resists, he's like, okay. And then he'll, you know, the most you get is he'll be like, this isn't going to be like you think it is, yeah. you know? And it's so it isn't this just this basic stereotypical, I want to be a hero. No, you, no don't. you don't. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I'm really liking how they're playing that. And I think Renner is actually really good for that. Because what I was going to say before is he's very settled into this yeah. character. And I just, I like, I like how that's working. Well, yeah, and, and uh, the way that he portrays a lot of the interactions with your average person where it's just kind of that very calm, very mm-hmm. uh, emotionless. Um, you know, it's that's very reminiscent of people that I've known that had PTSD and like when they're out and it's 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 a coping mechanism. You don't want to show any emotion, but you also don't want to be impolite and you're just kind of you're just right. kind of there and you're just kind of dealing with it. Especially there was a scene uh, where he was interacting with Kate's mother you can definitely tell it was just like he was just putting on the mask of, okay, yeah, okay. And then having to basically say, okay, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that she's safe. And you have my word on that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, you can definitely tell it's like, it's always like right below the surface. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, those are the main things I got to do. All right. Well, a few weeks ago, we talked about that they're remaking Flight of the Navigator. Yes. And I brought up that I don't remember Flight of the Navigator, even though I know I've watched it multiple times. Okay. And it was on the same VHS copy that I have of Explorers, which I remember very well. Right. So I saw that Explorers is on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Flight of the Navigator is on Disney+. Plus. So I would revisit them together as an adult. For the first time. Oh. And, and make the final assessment. Which of these is actually better? And mixed bag on, on this one. Explorers. Explore. I like Explorers better, even though Flight of the Navigator is the more professionally done picture. Or at least feels like it. Right. I mean, Explorers was directed by Joe Dante. I mean, it's yeah. not like, you know, it's he's never done a film before. And we came off Gremlins, for God's sake. But... Explorers feels like there's more heart in it, even though the ending is crap. Right. Everything that leads up to that 
I'm so on board for the the. It feels it's Goonies go to space, right? Is what it comes down to. A flight of the Navigator feel you can feel the screenplay. You you can feel the beats of, of everything going in. In fact, the movie becomes much less interesting once he gets on the spaceship, and it's kind of interesting for a little bit. But when Paul Rubens turns on the Pee Wee, yeah, I fell right out. Yep, um, and. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of wild because Paul Rubens did the voice of Max, the voice of the spaceship, for the whole film. He's credited under a different name so that people wouldn't know that going in. Right. But the moment he has his personality change, it's Pee Wee Herman through and through. There's no getting around that. Right. Pee Wee Herman doesn't work as a spaceship because (laughs) Pee Wee Herman is a specific entity that when you hear that voice, you know who you're dealing with at that point. Well, and it was also a decision made at a time when that character was starting to become popular. Right. And they were trying to capitalize on that. So it would work for 8 well, to 10-year-old us watching it. Right. But going back and revisiting it an adult. Yeah, now it hurts. Well, it, yeah. it also it, does, it doesn't work in the screenplay. Uh, the basic oh, okay. idea of, in, in my opinion, uh, the flight of the navigator is kid falls into a ravine, wakes up, it's eight years later, it turns out he was on a spaceship this whole time going across the universe to be cataloged for something and being dropped off, but he can't go, can't take the kid back in time because it could have hurt him. So they just dropped him off eight years later. Uh, that part's kind of interesting. Well, that's that whole... It's uh, very Twilight Zone. Well, but Yeah, but it's also that whole... Uh, the, um, Oh, it's got a name, but it's it, if you're traveling away from the Earth and the it's yeah, not, and, and time is relativistic time yes. dilation. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, they, I, they have a good explanation for it, but yeah. but the whole thing is like it's not like even like old Twilight Zone. It's like '80s Twilight Zone. All yeah. right, it's has that that Spielbergian feel, but not quite Spielberg. Right. It sucks when you can't go back to your childhood movies and TV. You know what else doesn't translate well as an adult? Fraggle Rock. Yeah? You no, can't. not at all. You cannot watch it again. Wow. Remember it as you remembered it and don't watch it. Noted. They're, yeah, gonna, they're making a new one. Oh, really? Yeah. Apple Apple bought it. It's going to be on Apple Plus. Oh, well, I'll be sure not to watch it. Frapple Rock. Frapple Rock. <laughs> uh, Explorers is a mess, but it's an interesting mess. It's Ethan Hawke's first film, uh, Ripper Phoenix's first film. The, the girl in it is, is, doesn't have anything to do. Which was kind of a what? thing of the 80s. What? But it is that same girl is the same girl that uh, played Annie in the original Annie movie. I didn't realize really? that. I didn't ah. know that either. I'm like, she looks familiar, but I can't picture why. And then looked it up. And my God, I had a crush on her when I was her age. Um, Aww. What was but, the third kid? I can't ever. He never did much afterwards. He was in oh, okay. an episode of. Uh, a Joe Dante directed Amazing Stories. That's where I remember him from. Okay, I was trying to I was sitting there and I'm going, why do I, I? I know I saw him in something else, but I couldn't oh, remember what. That theme's in my head now. And uh, and then he kind of disappeared after that. He was in a few things, and that was it. Uh, so it's interesting to see young Ethan Hawke, young River Phoenix. They're not good actors by any means, but they are compelling at least, and you can see they have that natural charm. The ending, of course, of Explorers is. Batshit wacko. But the aliens, alien is played by Robert Picardo, so that's fun. Right. But it turns out that they really didn't have an ending for this movie anyway. Like, the original ending in the screenplay was they go to the pl- a planet and play baseball with the aliens, and it ends. That was, like, the original ending and of it. And this movie got made? Uh, they, 
that's not the ending they went with in the movie, but... No, but uh, the script, right? the, Yeah, the, Yeah, right. And it got made. I, I think when Dante picked... They originally was, is, went to Wolfgang Peterson, who... Uh, wow. Which, wait, that's the guy that did... Uh, das Boot. No. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, and uh, Never Ending Story, right? Uh, well, anyway, the person that did Never Ending Story, directed that, was originally going to do this, but when they re- refused to film it in Germany... That's when he got out, and then Dante stepped in and said, okay, the screenplay's a mess, but we'll figure it out, all right? And they started filming, and put it this way, when the kids were stepping on the set for Explorers, the cement that they were stepping on was still wet. No, you are right, Wolfgang Peterson. Okay, so my my brain was working right. They were flying by the seat of their pants to the end of this movie. Okay. And they kind of just built this ending on it. And the studio forced their hand by releasing it a month early. Saying mm. you have to have this edited a month earlier than you planned. Oh, those studios. So, <laughs> so that all together created this broken film. But it's it's worth seeing if you like that eighty style Goonie thing. Flight of the Navigator. Uh, I hope they do uh, something more interesting in the in the reboot. There, there's a, there's a good story to be told there. I'm not sure that version is it. There are a few things that that translate well from childhood to adulthood. TV and movies. Sure, of course. Don't. Don't watch the Galaxy Rangers again. Just let that sit in your mind. Labyrinth is always good and will always be good. And if they ever touch that movie and try to remake it, they're going to have problems. Dark Crystal is good to Mm -hmm. this day. Yeah, Yeah. Dark Crystal is. There there are exceptions to this. Yeah. 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 Frankly, Goonies is too. Yeah. Yeah, Goonies was a, that's a good movie. And I think if they tried to remake it, they'd ruin it. Because they'd try to either make it too serious or they'd try to go too, like, too funny and it would just be wrong what what was i think fun for goonies is the fact that it that particular story didn't really exist in that form until that moment now there's the goonies now you have something to compare it against yep so kirsten loves the goonies yeah <laughs> why don't why don't you like the goonies because i never saw it as a kid yep you only saw it as an adult. Only as an adult. Yeah. Andy and I. It's, yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's well, well, yeah. Actually, I only saw it the first time as an adult, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I like you young adult things. There so. you go. Both. Once as a child, once as an adult. Yeah. It's horrible as an adult. It's not horrible. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's, horrible. it's got its cheesy place in the 1980s film genre. Like, It's for kids and kids at heart. I rest my case. Yes. <laughs> You're just an old fart. <laughs> Okay. All right. You're not quite as bitter as, as as Barry yet, but you know, just be careful. Don't it's get there. It's funny that he's the youngest old fart in the I room. know. <laughs> Kirsten, what'd you do this week? Well, I was catching up on Hawkeye. So uh kinda caught up uh with what I've gotta say about that with Jeff. Played some D and D. Elena ran a one shot. Awesome. So we jumped on that and is this uh she's I don't know where she got the the adventure from, but it was uh, she was drawn on the fizz bands, dragon thingy bob, and somebody had done some homebrew dragon rider class rules. So we were all dragon riders and riding around on dragons, and that was fun. Actually, enjoyed that. Did that with uh, uh, Mad Mad Martin, I believe, nice. and uh, Kevin Toledo. So so that was cool. Rock and roll. And catching up on Wheel of Time. So 
Right now, I'm st- I'm I'm enjoying it. Boy, oh boy, are they rushing? Yeah, they are. But but I get it. Yeah, well, there's so yeah, many yeah, books. Yes. there's no way that they're doing that many. Right, no and Eye of the World took its fucking time. It did. There is chunks so, you can just remove and still keep your story. Yeah, it, it definitely you know suffers from the the Todd effect. And if they never introduce Fail, <laughs> I will be in so I will love it so much. Yeah. I hate her. Yeah. She's my least favorite character. Yeah, What's her name? So. Fail, I think. That's how I pronounce well, it. Well, that's appropriate. Fail. Fail? It's F-A-I-L-E. Fail. But it's parent's Fail-y. wife later in the novels. It sounds a little on the nose so yeah. far. She, I oh. hate her. I hate that character. Hate yeah. that character. <laughs> so, it's cool because the Aes Sedai, like, blow shit up and do yeah. stuff. and Right off know. the bat. And if... If they follow the novels, there's going to be plenty of that happening throughout. So it, it actually just gets wackier and wackier. So that's fun. What they were doing with Loghain was interesting. Mm-hmm. No, I forget. Was he introduced in book two? I think he was. Okay. That's I, I, I'm further like, along. It that's wasn't, what I thought. It wasn't Bur- book Burke. Wasn't Burke when? It wasn't Burke when. <laughs> it was Burke two. Those lessons are paying off. Yes, dear. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, it was further along that, I mean that, that when, when he showed up, I was just like, I mean, at this point I'm, I'm ready for this season to like end with whatever Sanderson wrote in book, you know, 20 and (laughs) just, wow, let's just keep going. So, but it's been, it is interesting. So it, it's a, it's a high fantasy. It's an epic fantasy. It really gets really wacky. Uh, which I like. Um, I think uh, Wheel of Time kind of suffered from what I... Uh, the whole backstory is the more interesting world because I think the world of Luz Theron and all that, yeah. when they touch on that, yeah. that is some... That's really interesting. And the Dark One Rising. and But you know what? Everybody loves them prequels. So <laughs> how about it? If this thing hits, yeah. they start well, doing... Well, the story of the Forsaken. Yeah. I mean, they can do that whole thing. Yeah, well, and that would be cool. Yeah. Because that's some... I mean, you know, the, 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 the magic hits the superhero movie level. Yeah. Kind of. So that could all actually be very, very cool. But we'll see what happens. Speaking as so. someone who does not like those books whatsoever, Rawr. I'm actually enjoying the series good so i want to hear that because yeah I'm, I'm hoping it takes a, a departure from the books and what i didn't like about them because you can't judge a tv what was the thing books. what was, so what kind of departure are you it was the talking? writing he didn't like oh god yeah <laughs> i don't understand women i don't understand men. oh yeah the neve talks are braid who fucking cares yeah your, your man baby yeah. voice is horrible i wasn't even trying <laughs> yeah it, it, that was funny <laughs> That's was just on, Barry's I, normal voice. I yes. was on a, I was on a, His whining, a Discord channel. That was my Brian, That was my Sanderson voice. I was uh, on a, whatever the hell is on a Discord is. channel where they're talking about Robert E. Howard and Conan and stuff, and somebody mentioned Robert Jordan's Jordan, right? Yeah, uh, Conan novels, and it's like, well, what were those like? And somebody was like, Conan pulls on his braid a lot, <laughs> 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 which was funny. Well, yeah, because look, the books. One of the things I fell off. I actually never finished the series. Because somewhere in that middle zone, they seem you hit a zone where there's like two or three books where it really 
just is almost like the same it story is. about about book well, six, I know, right? I know, I know a book series like that. No, yeah. well, it's, <laughs> well, too. Yeah, but yeah, he that he was the first to do where it was like it was the same time period, but he had so many characters at that point that yeah. one book was certain stories, then the next book was the other stories at the same time, and then I think the third book had a little bit of that, and then they finally started melding. And again. and the characters, yeah, it was just so. Yeah, it's just like. Okay, I get it. Egwene is getting a lot of telekinetic spankings from brushes. You know? Uh, <laughs> fine. Yeah. You know, she's been a bad uh, ace a day. Okay. You know, and it's just like, oh, God. So I just, I eventually fell out. But then I would like read bits and pieces because, you know, there's stuff where, you know, Rand makes shit explode and stuff like that. And it gets kind of cool. I mean, there's, I got there's... through six. So sorry. You could, I think that's about where I went. I got through. Like six and a, five and a half books. I tried because it was one of Deb's favorite books series. So I was like, All right, I'm gonna power through this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really give this a college try. Um, I flunked out of college the first time around. So, <laughs> uh, I, I literally at some point just closed the book and said, "Fuck this! I'm, I cannot do this anymore." I put it back on the shelf. I said, "Nope, I'm never finishing this. This is crap." Right. One of the problems I have with the TV show, because and you mentioned the whole I don't understand women, mm-hmm. is like uh, Perrin is married and you know blah 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 happens, and it's like Perrin is like the yeah. the keystone of the whole. Yeah. I don't understand women. What are these mysterious beings yeah. called women? You know, and it's sort of like. In in the TV show, he's he's one of the first ones to get married, so it's sort of yeah, it was weird, and I was like, why did they do that? Yeah, it didn't yeah. make any sense, but so, but you know, <laughs> if it's done well, yeah, yeah you know, I'm, I'm it's yeah, you know, it, yeah. it's it's a night, it's a fantasy thing. People are slinging magic left and right. I, I, I can deal with it. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of fun. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see as they get further along and stuff. So, hey, you know, uh, that's really about the extent of uh, the whole extent of my geekiness. And except for I'm keeping up with World War Two week by week. Of course. A great series. So I don't Which mean to spoil it for again? you. That, 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 that's a, no, that's a YouTube. I was on YouTube. And okay. uh, it's this history channel. They literally just approach... This week in 1942, no one tell him who won. You know, December. You know, December, and they they talk about stuff. the Mongols. So, and you, they talk about how the they reacted to the first anniversary of the attack. Since well, you said it's 42. Well, yeah. Well, then, no, they talk about the events of World War Two. Okay. So, Battle of uh, Guadalcanal which is actually kind of long and drawn out. It's not a short thing. No. And they're talking about the, uh, the, the Coco Dan uh, offensive in New Guinea. And I haven't watched the episode yet, but the Battle of Brisbane, which was apparently some rioting of U.S. servicemen in Australia. And they call it the Battle of Brisbane because the Australians and the Americans and the Kablaoi Bam and all that stuff, which was the, just like... The what? The Kablaoi Bam. What? What's the, the, the fighting. 
Oh, 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 okay. oh, okay. <laughs> See, what, what, what he's saying is Australian for fight. Uh, yes. Kablaoui, man. Yeah, yeah although Mandy, I think Mandy's going to have a, a bit of a problem with that definition. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought right. it was an alternate name for Fin Fang Foom. So. Yeah. I thought it was that thing from Calvin and Hobbes, the <laughs> hamster Huey and the gooey Kablooey. Yeah. No. No. So, but yeah, there was, and this was like a big thing in Australia. So that was, it's, I'm definitely learning stuff. It's very, very cool. That and just how it's it's really amazing because fascism is really fucking disorganized. Imperial Japan is, it's funny. They, they, they made all those pushes. They captured all that land, everything, and early on, and they're fighting in China. But it really is a dysfunctional government, and the military is just, the more you watch the more you're amazed and how fascist they got, germany they got, yeah. yeah italy italy is exactly like what you ex- expect fascism to be like right so then you look at nazism or imperial japan and you're like oh they had their shit together they were just evil and they got their act. you know it's like no they didn't have their shit together that this whole thing was a disorganized clusterfuck right from the beginning and the fascists just got lucky catching people on their back feet and then once everybody got their shit organized you see that it's inevitable that they're all gonna they're talking about stalingrad and it's amazing because stalingrad you see is this this the the pitted you know the russians are gonna we're not gonna give up this is where it ends and we're gonna oh we're gonna fight and you know we're just gonna be russian and the germans can't end and it turns out that they the the Soviets made that a fucking trap. The whole thing about holding out in Stalingrad was like, you guys, Chuikov, you hold on because all these other generals are going to launch one million fucking Russians in November and we're going to fuck the fascists up. And it was, you, as they lay out the planning week by week, you all of a sudden, Stalingrad goes less from this struggle where it's just about having balls and holding it together and more about the Soviets. It's finally coming together and they're finally gonna do what the Soviets did very well for the next three years. And it's just, it's really, really interesting. It's really amazing. So, yeah, I can't say enough about the series. Yeah, but. speaking back on Japan, it's amazing. Like the, the top general of the Air Force didn't like the top general of the Navy, so he wouldn't. They hate. They all hate each other. <laughs> I the need Japanese, reinforcements. No, your my planes ain't coming there. Fuck you, dude. The Japanese Plane. Navy did not tell anybody about Midway. Nobody. Really? They did not tell the army about Midway and the loss. They so hid Midway. They spent months releasing the names of the people who died in Midway here there they would make up an accident here they they literally spent months stretching out the casualty list so nobody knew there was a colossal defeat they did not tell the japanese army the japanese army had no fucking clue and then in the latest episode i watched there's actually a hilarious bit where it's people are starting to realize it because there's a quote from emperor hirohito where he's like Ah, we sunk the Saras, the uh, Saratoga. I think this is the fourth time now we have sunk the. <laughs> they actually have posted 
sinking like 19 American carriers. And America only had 17 uh, carriers at the time. And they didn't sink them all. So it's just like all the lying, all the bullshit, wow. all the, the whole thing is just astounding. And it's like, Jesus Christ, you people captured like a third of the planet. And it's like completely my fucking luck. It's wow. amazing. It's amazing. It, it kind of, it's almost reassuring. Because it's like, okay, <laughs> fascists, fascists can't fucking do it. So, you know, you look around yourself, you're sort of like, okay, all right, go ahead and win now, fuckers. Because in time. That's not. That's not. You know, <laughs> but anyway, anyway, it's, it, it's, it's amazing. And the whole thing is just, they're doing a great job. Those guys are doing a great job. Time Ghost Army, the whole bunch. I hear nothing but glowing things from you about it. And I tell you, what, I, I, it's not a subject that normally interests me, but you make me interested in it. Yeah, you're very animated about it. Dude, yeah. it, it, they're, they're very, they're, and dude, the, 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 the Battle of Pearl Harbor, when they do, they fucking do it minute by minute and they have a five hour special. Wow. And it's all broken up into chunks. Right. It's not one long video. But they, they go through minute by minute on the attack and you just, you look at it and it's like, wow, Japanese had their shit together, but wow, did the Americans put up a fucking fight and all this stuff. And remind everyone what channel this is. This is World War II, week by week. And uh, the overall umbrella is the Time Ghost Army. Um, that they have, a, they have a, a, a Patreon. They have an Instagram where they actually do World War II day by day. And they do wow. daily posts of text and stuff talking about stuff and some stuff in more detail. And they, they started with the Great War. And they did World War I week by week years ago. And then they picked up now World War II. Wow. So, so we can expect the Korean and Vietnam War later. Well, Vietnam would take forever. You know, who knows? And not much would happen. Because <laughs> uh, there's also there, uh, Kings and Generals. Uh, that's another YouTube channel. They have the Cold War. And that guy is talking about the Cold War, and that sort of, that kind of includes, uh, covers, those okay. covers those things. Now, so. it's just like a auditory, like, I mean, they have There's like images and, and clips, I'm assuming, from like news and stuff, but they don't do any, so one of the ones that I've really started enjoying, because I like historical fiction, um, but I like the history shows that were the, like, every once in a while they'll have actors like act it or like they're acting but the historians are talking over them? No, they don't do that. Okay. Uh, uh, Andy Nidell, who is the host, he's literally seated. It's kind of neat. They make a little, their stage set up. Looks like uh, what you would expect a uh, a World War II field headquarters to look like. Oh, okay. And, Slumped and, out. And uh, <laughs> he's dressed, he's kind of dressed in, uh, in the period style. And then he just sits there and he'll do his, he'll, he'll talk to you about what's going on, but then they'll do archival footage for news footage. They'll also cut in on uh, clips and stuff from news. It's all historically based, though. So they don't do any, any reenacting. Um, but you would like, there's three on Netflix. Um, Rome, The Fall of Rome, that one. I think I've talked to you about yes, that one in the yes. past. Uh, you also saw an episode I was watching, um, yeah, Samurai, Samurai Battle one. for Japan. That one's good. Yeah. And then the third one is um, the Ottoman Empire. So I've on watched there. The Last Romanoffs. Um, that's on there too. That's right. That's another and one. And there's another one too uh, that's around that same time period. So it's like newer than the time periods you're talking about. But yeah. 
They also have a, a series called In Between Two Wars. So they'll talk about the Russian Revolution. They'll talk about all the attempted revolutions in Germany and Europe in between the two wars and how things kind of lead up. And I'm watching another one from another channel that they're talking about the Franco-Prussian War, which actually kind of, it, it, that deals with creating the German Empire under the hegemony of Prussia and the lead-in to World War I. I feel like you're one bad week and a few hundred dollars from being a 25 millimeter miniature army guy. <laughs> yeah, except you know, I I I always lose I always lose perspective when I play war games. I can't play war games well cuz I can't When we lived in Austin, I walked into like a hobbies place thinking like it would be Warhammer and D&D and stuff, but no, this is a whole other world I was not expecting and I was not aware of where these guys, usually this it skews a lot older and very much male, and it's miniature armies, but it's fighting famous battles and whatnot. Yes, yeah. Pro- which, proper H.G. Wells tabletop yeah. game. Well, yeah. Which is, of course, where D&D came from. Yeah. Because that was that whole Chainmail Napoleonic and going mm-hmm. and Gygax struggling to get people interested in medieval warfare, and then they threw in the fantasy rules, and that exploded, and what the fuck... And Dave Arneson came in. Because you throw in magic and everybody loves it. Well, yeah. I mean, ma- well, it's really funny because it. Dragons it, make everything better. It, it actually changes things because it's niche, right? While it's historical wargaming. Right. But then you throw in magic, and then all of a sudden it kind of gets bigger than niche. And, you know, lots of people are interested until it's. A, oh, uh, there's this weird lawsuit. Don't point at me and say there's this weird. <laughs> there is this weird. Um, thing that's defying ointment treatment, Todd. Wait, no, wait what? What are we talking about <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Ernie Gygax Jr., God, uh-huh. Gygax's like son, yes. is attempting a lawsuit against wizards. Oh, really? Trying to grab the D&D copyright. That's never going to happen. Good well, luck. There was some weird stuff going on. Like, uh, it was recently t- tried with Spider-Man yes. and stuff. And apparently these, these Is guys... Is that the same lawyer? I don't know. Because that was the one... I couldn't find the article to dig deep into it. Because I'm wondering if it is, if it's that guy. And he got a hold of Gygax. And, but it's really, really interesting. So Batman's going to get himself paid. Yeah. Anyway, so that was funny. That's what I did this week. All right, before we get into the news... Uh, Barry threw up an Ask Me Anything on the Kofi, and he's got some questions that he feels so damn compelled to answer. But people asked questions, and I should answer them. I should impart my wisdom, which has been long absent from this podcast. Long absent, period. (laughs) Nobody asked you. I did. Uh, I asked Deb questions, and I expect her to answer. You know, like, it's better than your... You're quite, just, just ask I mean, heck, we asked Matt questions and Deb would answer back when she was staying with uh, Matt and Paulette. Hell, the three witches can see better than this guy. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so I am happy to, to offer my wisdom, like the guru on the mountain, okay? Like the guru on the, the mountain. The guru. The guru. <laughs> the guru. That's about right. Just the guru sh- on the mountain. Yeah, shambles in the dark. Just don't turn on the light. <laughs> Microscoop asks, how long should I negotiate pay for a new job I'm looking at? I've worked at the same place for 16 years. I've been promoted, but not had to negotiate salary as they have strict promotional rates. Well, it's a good thing you asked me. No, it isn't. You should always ask me. No, you shouldn't. 
You should absolutely trust in my wisdom. Don't do no, it. No, you shouldn't. You pretty much can't if you if they have strict promotional rates. What you should do is just try and find another gig. Uh, if they won't promote you and they won't give you more money, you got to make your own opportunities and See. go get your money elsewhere. The problem is he's got 16 years. Of, what, what, Deb? <laughs> Are you sure you're reading it right? Because I remember reading it as he was applying for a new job and trying to negotiate. Well, you read it wrong because I copied it exactly. Okay. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. Did I? Did we just see some domestic throwdown? Well, there's a sure. reason we're Shit. sitting on opposite sides of the table so <laughs> yeah. she can't punch me. That's true. <laughs> Out of punch and reach, I can yeah. reach him. Yeah, she punched he made me that choice during one me. episode. I made that choice for a good reason. See, I, I sat next to Torgo so I could gently stroke his arm. <laughs> Commander K asks... Oh, well. You asked a question? You asked this guy a question? <laughs> Why wow. just ask him right now? All can benefit from my wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Quote, unquote, benefit. Aside from coding, what online work opportunities are there? Now, someone else now, already did you answered see, that. Wait a minute. Yes. Did you see how he ran through that very first phrase? Yes. What phrase? Aside from coding. It's like, you know, you're always like coding. I could teach you coding. No. I can tell you what videos to watch to learn coding. It, and it's like, it's very special aside from coding. What have you got? And you're like, aside from coding, what can I mean? You mean okay, well, I have an answer for you. Oh, okay, good. Well, for, there's two answers. One has already been a- answered, and it was uh, Jeff Roth who answered it. Uh, OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to I gotta start doing that. Yeah. Uh, number two, you can write. You can write blogs. You can write for people. And that doesn't require anything but a computer. And you have it. Make so you content. should start doing that. Well, I, I need to. I need contacts. Because my one contact for writing blogs has been unemployed for like two years. So, you know, maybe when he gets a job, I can start writing blogs again. Yeah, Guess who got a job today? Matt. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you got some. And you know what? I should do kind of a LinkedIn thing because uh, another guy said to me Kirsten I think you're barking up the wrong tree looking to apply for stuff and everything I really think you know people love you're an excellent writer you should write, well yeah and well I should I should also do fiction yeah maybe I, I don't know write uh, D&D modules boy I got one you, know? you can help me finish alright yeah all right, uh, Froyog Soft Serve asks, if I switch my parents' coffee from the regular brand to Folgers Crystals, will they notice the difference? Probably not. People don't know anything. So just go ahead and do it. As explained in this segment. <laughs> I, I Especially <laughs> parents. Parent, what the fuck do parents, parents just, know? Don't just don't understand? Oh, you oh, took it before I got it. Ooh, nice, 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 nice. Who's I the love, sage now? I love if somebody posted the gif of the, the Chris Jeff. Farley <laughs> SNL episode where they did the fake commercial about the switching the Folgers crystals, <laughs> and he loses his shit. If you haven't looked at look it up. It's on YouTube. Like, Chris Farley literally is like, you son of a bitch. You Table son flip. of a bitch. I will kill you. <laughs> he just like loses it on the guy that says he switched his coffee it's brilliant just michael asks oh my is sorcerer bard warlock enough or should i multi-class into paladin too yes emphatic yes yeah absolutely yes from someone who plays a triple class character i was considering a fourth class you should absolutely do this i think that's awesome barry is fourth class i don't like (laughs) (laughs) jefferoth barry steerage I don't own any dice. What dice should I buy? Oh well, my. three things. One, what the hell is wrong with your life that you don't own dice? Yeah, really. What the fuck? Number two, the hell is wrong with your life that you don't own dice? 
Hell, yeah, I like, really. I have like four sets I never use. Yeah. And uh, three, you should just buy regular dice. Don't buy giant dice. Don't buy the dice that are so heavy that the DM doesn't like you rolling on their table because you'll dent it. Hey, you bought me one of those sets. Hey, what sir? about the hundred cider? No hundred no. cider. <laughs> oh, that's man. not a dime. That's a golf ball. It does not stop on its own. Yes, it does. Uh, no, it doesn't. Does. Yes, Eventually. No, it doesn't. Eventually. <laughs> no. And, and make, buy the buy the metal ones because Paulette loves it when you roll that on her glass table. I have oh, two sets yeah. of metal ones, yeah. actually. Especially when you don't just go for a simple roll, but you do the throwing roll the where it roll. arcs and it bang, bang, oh. bang, you're bang. Like, you're a shot put d and yeah. Like, yeah. You do the, the bad bowling ball throw. The smile on her it's face. It's so totally metal. The joy that, that she experiences is a treat. So buy regular dice and just make sure that the, uh, the the distribution of numbers is accurate. Right. Remember the rule. You want the the opposite sides should add up to... 21. The, the Well, for the 20. For, yeah. The number of sides plus one. So like on a 20-sider, 20 is on one side. Directly opposite is one. Mm-hmm. So that's and make sure all the the higher numbers aren't all on one side. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, you know. Unless you, who the fuck are they trying to trick? Unless you weight at, it properly, then uh, that's perfect. Yeah. Just look at chess X; they have good numbers. Right, and if you yeah. wanna, if you wanna weight them for cheating, you just <laughs> put them all up with the the highest number up. Put them in the oven, maybe maybe twenty <laughs> seconds. And they melt ever so slightly. You could put them in a centrifuge for a few days, too. There is that. Or you could freeze them in water, like Andy did. Uh, well, actually, you know what was weird, Jeff? That actually worked. Did it? Those did dice it really? actually rolled much better after he froze them. <laughs> wow. Uh, they learned their fucking yeah, lesson. That, that was punishment. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's a punishment. The ice-cold rage thing. of Andy really learned those dice. Yeah. Uh, Froyog Soft serve, uh, says uh, he, he asked a second question what is the one thing you'll miss about Texas okay. uh, I, I will give you two things two things that I will miss about Texas one H-E-B the best grocery store I've ever been to um, and I will miss the Hobbit Cafe yes Aww. Aww. but he won't miss his friends so you know yeah there you go uh what uh like there's a, a murder car? over there on the freeway yeah oh okay that's what you're hearing no right. it's just the drug deal going down yeah. <laughs> this is how jeff like, pays hearing? for the house it's yeah. Yeah. yes all right jeff we will miss our friends everybody yes. uh, we uh, yeah, obviously <laughs> we'll miss our friends but <laughs> <laughs> well of course if he was gonna say that if he had got to the segment and just said nothing i, I could easily see all your friends back going going wait a minute Nothing. Screw you, Aaron. Well, uh, Jesus. It's no, like, like Vegas. Okay. All that's here is friends. Jeff Roth asks, what is your preferred seasoning for fajitas? Honestly, green ancho chili seasoning is really, really good. Uh, so try that. Um, and uh, what is the difference? Then Microscope asks, what is the difference between a fajita and a quesadilla? Dude, if I got to answer that for you, you shouldn't have either. And that's the questions <laughs> for Barry. If you would like to ask me anything, please do on Discord. My wisdom is open to all, except for Matt. His mouth's open. Wait, is Whoa. This, does what? this mean Whoa. that you're going to have to make a channel for all did of us? Did you say is except that... for Matt? Did I? Or is it just for you? He did say. Were you not yeah. paying well, attention? No, I wasn't because you were still talking. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> so, so there you go. Yeah, like you're trying to you're trying to push this new bit. I'm gonna crabosh it right there. Does ask Mary? Fuck that. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Veto power. <laughs> Maple Leaf <laughs> made an executive I decision. Even, I can't even say that because he's been here longer than me. So <laughs> <laughs> not lately. 
<laughs> Actually, I think if we weighed the uh, amount of episodes that they've each been yeah. on, I think Matt, you Matt, might have them beat. You would. Yeah. You would. Oh. Shit. Oh. Once again, Matt takes the old fart title. That's what happens when he steps out for a drink. <laughs> I he did. Told, he told me it was for smokes. Oh, no. <laughs> I was a man, baby. No, no. Was a man, a man, baby. I've never had to deal with the man, baby, right next to me. I've always had to listen to that shit from afar, but now oh, that it's right here, here, we're here now. Oh God, it makes you punchable. Stereo. No, because you don't give a shit about. Oh. Ubisoft is introducing NFTs to its games. No, uh, you, you could have just stopped at Ubisoft. Uh, Anything Ubisoft from now on, I just don't give a it's shit. It's like about. a compounding ball of yeah, shit this rolling is, this down. This is a cyclical. Uh, yeah. It's it's if it's not scandal, it's the NFT thing that you're about to talk about. It's oh, it's the microtransaction. It, it's everything. It's that that company and Activision Blizzard are like the biggest shit shows. In the world right now. Well, now wow. it's a competition, and Ubisoft oh. is pulling the trigger. Uh-oh. Introducing NFTs to its games via Ubisoft Quartz, which it bills as, quote, the first platform for playable and energy efficient, that's funny, NFTs in AAA games, unquote. AAA. Someone's been listening to somebody. Launching this week in beta with the PC version of Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon, it will enable players to acquire Digits, which are collectible in-game vehicles, weapons, and pieces of equipment. Digits will be released as part of limited editions, each made up of a fixed number of cosmetic items. Ubisoft said, quote, Digits are a new way to experience cosmetic items combining the fun of playing with AAA quality assets and the thrill of owning NFTs that represent unique collectible pieces of Ubisoft game worlds, unquote. Thrill. Each digit has its own serial number, which can be viewed by other players in game, and which no one will, and comes with a certificate of ownership, which no one cares no about. Lead. Players will be able to sell digits on third-party platforms outside of Ubisoft ecosystems. No one will do that. A video detailing the company's plans to add NFTs to its games was posted on the official Ubisoft North America YouTube channel on Tuesday. It now stands at 23,447 interactions, of which 1,018 are likes and 22,429 <laughs> are dislikes. <laughs> this means that just over 4% of viewers liked the video. The video has now been de- delisted. I'll give you this. hilarious. Okay, I have a Steam account, and whenever I buy something on Steam, which isn't often, but when I do, I'll get like these little tokens, or what, what are they called? Are they, I guess they're tokens. And they're related to the game. Like, here's a little fun face. Like, of the like game. turning in a card set. Yeah, like a card set. And I have no use for this crap, but then I found I could sell these for yeah. like 20 cents or 30 cents. That's on the high end. I know. That's super high end. And people would buy them. Who are these people buying this crap? Yeah. The same people who are buying NFTs, I guess. Barry, <laughs> you know what the internet needs? I want you to think about this. Here we go. <laughs> NFTs. Pre- I'm preparing myself but, for but this But by crap. someone okay. who has the balls to actually call them tulips. <laughs> <laughs> NFTs of tulips. Yeah. Just, just yeah. no, just, well, those were called digits. You right. just call them tulips. I love it. Buy some tulips here on the internet. Because a year from now, you're going to be a millionaire. 
which is I want someone to have the balls to actually just go ahead and troll and do that. Call it for what it is. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. The fucking... Whatever. I just... I, I, I had my rant about it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand the people that are buying these things. I, you know, they're bragging about owning something. I'm like, no, you don't actually own it. All you own is the token. And the token can be, you know, it could be terminated at any time. So you don't really own anything. You, you own the power suck that's on yeah. your soul from the energy used oh, up. Oh, Jesus. The amount of energy that goes into making those. God, you environmentalists complaining about this is just like. Well, it's not even environmental. You, you, you it's just guys. amount of the amount me, of me, me, power, me, 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 footprint, me, me, me. It's the amount of Carbon server neutral. cycles that it takes to form a blockchain, whether it's a like a Bitcoin or some other currency, as well as these NFTs. The amount of compute cycles it takes to make these is ridiculous. And can be used for other more beneficial things. You see, that that's is no different from what I just said. It's no, not exactly I, I'm, I'm environmental. Just, I'm just run, I'm just rubbing you, Jeff. It's it, but it, it, it is environmental everything. too. You everything. Got, you you all that electricity. Oh, I did. I yeah. did. Rubbing Jeff. Rubbing Jeff. Yeah. Ooh. Every now and then you gotta you gotta. Is that why this table's slightly lifted more? Than rubbing that? the right way. Uh, <laughs> got a Johnny Gill I, that shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you make him happy and, you know, the podcast goes smoother. Oh, yeah, because, boy, if it, yeah. it becomes a bitch. If, if it you don't and he decides to power through, oh, Jesus it Christ. hurts. It's over. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. Boy. But he's trained by the best. <laughs> yes. Wake it deep. Oh, okay. Yay. Woot. Yay. Whatever gets us off of that last subject. <laughs> <laughs> it, gets quickly. it gets us off. Tulips. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Cryptocurrency, blockchain. He's still there. Ugh. Rubbing Jeff. That's the one I wanted to get away from. <laughs> Rubbing Jeff. You're ne- you're living here. You're never getting away from it. I could just go up to his room and whisper in his ear in the middle of the night. Hey Jeff, I live here. That sounds you, absolutely disturbing. He, you you do that now, even when I'm not sleeping. <laughs> when he's I over do. there making yeah. his coffee. That's right I, up in his face. I did it at dinner. He, he made some eggs for me this afternoon, and then he sat down and he goes, Ooh. Hey, Jeff, I live here. <laughs> and for a while, too. I know. Wow. Oh my made goodness. some eggs for me. I know, right? That's, you know. Hey, he offered. Well, I just accepted. That's what you do after you're done rubbing something. I, I, I you put make them some eggs. I put the secret nice. ingredient. Yeah, some people let up cigarettes, Jeff those. gets eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay, because, yeah, about six months from now, Barry's going to go out to get some eggs and never come back. <laughs> or at least for 10 years. <laughs> Devil come home from work and be like, you seen Barry today? Nope. Went out for eggs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it is from now on. Not for eggs. <laughs> Paul went out for some eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel Studios is moving forward on a sequel to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. This is a surprise to no one. Destin Daniel Cretton, who, who, uh, is that how you say his name? Cretton or Cretton? Either way, will return as writer and director via a newly signed production Figure. deal, that's it, with Marvel and Hulu's Onyx Collective. In addition to the follow-up feature, uh, Cretton is also in the midst of developing a mystery MCU project for Disney+. 
Uh, Cretton is set to produce these upcoming projects under family owned. What? I'm just, I'm, well, I'm hoping you've got it right because you are saying his name an awful fucking lot. Uh, well, it's, it's Cretton. I know. <laughs> Make that the Spartans from Crete. Okay. It's not even a torpid Torgo's tongue twister. Tongue twister. Yeah, no. It just Something uh, could be. Yeah. Set to produce these upcoming projects under family-owned, a production banner co-founded with Asher Goldstein. Shang-Chi shattered Labor Day weekend records at North American box office when it opened to $90 million in early September. Domestically, the film is the highest-grossing movie of the year so far with $224.5 million. Battle End wants Spider-Man. Launches that. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. That's week. It's gonna crash. You know, are they gonna yeah. Are they gonna factor in the scalped ticket prices into its box office gross uh, when Christ. they do that? I don't think if it goes into the if it misses the company pocket, they don't. Yeah, care. they don't count oh, it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So those twenty five thousand dollar tickets? Yeah, but man. You know what you need to do? Okay, here we go. Mm. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. You need to ask that. Matt anything. <laughs> Just go, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> no, Don't let them beat you down. No. There you go. I power can't. Through. I can't power through it. Yes, like you can. Guy. Go on. <laughs> no, say I can't. I want to know what you got to say. <laughs> no, no. I'm interested in your opinion. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you are not. I'm looking you right in the eyes. Yeah, I'm so interested. Hey Matt, Barry, welcome to my world. Yes, Barry has hey, gotten this creep hey, factor where hey, he Matt. like gets in people's personal space. Hey Matt, I live in Vegas now. <laughs> That's fine. I'm gonna live down the street from you. Oh fuck! <laughs> That's right, folks. I, we're building a house at right down the street from Matt. Like I could throw a rock and maybe hit his window. No, there's no way. I'm gonna try. <laughs> there's no way. Wow. He doesn't do gonna... sports. <laughs> Little. Well, yeah. I can throw a rock and go find the rock and pick that rock up and then go throw it in his window. Deb's going to be Maybe. like, you throw like a girl and then she's going to throw Slide that fucker him. and hit Lewis's house. <laughs> Maybe Francine and Jerry's. Yeah, dog. really, really. A mile away. So Major Matt comes out and say, like, you need to make it like an NFT of one of those tickets somehow. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Holy shit, because like right. actually that's the Someone joke I was going to say before you gave up. <laughs> That's actually kind of creepy. <laughs> creepier than Barry's look, but yeah. Well, when Barry gives you the stare, all of a sudden your psychic energy goes off yeah, and, really. it, and it sends the joke across the room. <laughs> Yay, new superpower. <laughs> Not so super. Let's do some red light, green light. Red light, green light. Such a fun game to play. Doesn't matter what you say. Gonna make this shit anyway. Yay! Five of us, good. No ties. Six. No, he doesn't vote. I, I don't he vote. Doesn't vote. He, he doesn't vote. Yeah, sometimes he does. Oh, do I? When do no, I vote? you don't vote. That's he's, part of the rules. He's right? covering his ass. Oh, okay. This is the Jeff, Jeff can't be wrong moment. This is Jeff <laughs> not powering through, but just sort of. Giving up. Yeah, lazing back and just not giving a shit. Well, since we changed the format, he hasn't voted. So I guess See, you're, I no, guess you're no, right no. there. Yeah, okay, I there guess you're right yeah. there. Official. Now he's covering his ass. Okay. It's official. It's official. I just said, I guess you're right. What the fuck more do you want from me? That Barry, was, Barry. That was very painful for him to say. I want you to uh, acknowledge that. <laughs> Barry, rub, rub him up good. Come on. Let's. A, nice, a nice barbecue dry rub. <laughs> Oh, God. 
What do they like up there in Kansas City? Is it a dry rub or is it a wet rub? Dry rub. <laughs> wow, did you see well, yeah. the hint of smile when he said that? Yeah, and first in line, I see. It's <laughs> going in dry. All right, I call this meeting of Dunright Productions to order. We've got four more pitches, and I need the green light, one of them. So you each get one green light vote. And one or more of these may be fake. So this week, we are voting between Point Break, Dune, that's Dune spelled D-O-O-N, System Shock, and The Fall of the House of Usher. Names you might, a lot of names you might know here, right? So we'll start with the first one. W.P. the Iliff, the writer of the original Point Break, has written a Point Break TV show that revolves around the daughter of Reeves' Johnny Utah. Quote, Johnny Utah has been missing. His body has not been found. He's been reported dead for years. There's a mystery around where he is, and you're going to find out he's not dead. There's a bigger story that evolves around that while she gets involved in this eco-terrorist movement. There are two sides to the movement. There are those who are trying to get corporations to do the right thing and save our planet, and there are those who put a gun in their hand and maybe rob a bank to fund a more violent approach. The FBI is after these people. She's sent to go deep undercover with this group. And it's the same question as in Point Break, which is, what side of the badge are you on? Unquote. The writer also explained that this movie's equivalent of Patrick, Sway Patrick Swayze's Bodie is a solo mountain climber named Cypress. In the original Point Break, Keanu Reeves plays FBI agent Johnny Utah, who goes undercover with a bank-robbing group of surfers led by Bodie, played by Swayze, who takes him under their wing and show him the life of chasing waves and chasing the highs of bank robbery. No network is attached. So what do you think of the Point Break TV show? Meh. Didn't they already do... They, they did a movie remake that yeah. didn't last very long. Okay, so this wouldn't be uh, continuing that story. It would be continuing the first story? Yes. So it ignores the reboot. I don't think that Iliff had anything to do with the reboot, but I don't know that for sure. I just love the name Johnny Utah. It's a great name. It's a good name. It's a good name. That is just... I, I kind of actually want to... It's like a Duncan Idaho feel to it. Like, yes. That's a good name. <laughs> yeah. Does it have a good mouth feel? Or an Indiana <laughs> Jones... Yeah, yeah. it's the cadence that just plays. I think yeah. I would be interested in this if I hadn't already seen Point Break, if it were new to me. so maybe. But then you wouldn't care about Johnny Utah then, would you? That's not the point. It's the Point Break. Ayo. No. <laughs> nope. Now I, don't, now I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts before we move on? I just no. don't see it as a TV show. It's yeah. an ongoing storyline. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it would just get dragged on and on. There's and a on. mystery yeah. inside of a mystery inside of a mystery. Uh, no. No. <laughs> mystery wow. wrapped up inside of an enigma. <laughs> Steeped in secret sauce. There Let's see how it compares to Dune. A ruckus. Dune. <laughs> Desert planet. Okay, this is the fake one. <laughs> Coming to HBO Max is the limited series based on National Lampoon's Dune, where one man will change the course of the universe forever. That's Dune, spelled D-O-O-N, by the way. Follows the story of the Agamemnids. I think I said that right. Agamemnids, led by Duke Lotto, Lady Jazica, and their son Pal, who are ordered to the sugar-covered desert planet Arrakis by the 
by the Emperor Shadap Four. Is this Candyland? Wow. This, this sounds Shut like a four. book series, like this, from when I was a kid. This sounds like Paul saying, <laughs> "Fuck you, Pat Spurl. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Pat Spurl you into nothingness." But in reality, this is a plan to destroy these up-and-coming rulers and place the hated House of Hard Charging as rules of the pla- rulers of the planet, giving them control of all commerce in the universe. This epic story will take you deep into the sugary wastelands of a ruckus. For a ruckus is the only place in the universe that production of a mind-altering, alternating, alternating <laughs> already. Wait, my yep. Hour your 40, brain is stuck on. Can you describe the ruckus, sir? Isn't you're right, it? That's it why is. you can't go forward. Spot on. The epic story will take you deep into the sugary wastelands of a ruckus. For a ruckus is the only place in the universe that production of a mind-altering substance can occur, by which all commerce in the galaxy relies on to continue the substance known as beer. First published in 1984's National Lampoon, Dune was written by Ellis Weiner, who was also the author of the novelization of the movie Howard the Duck and How to Raise a Jewish Dog. It is, of course, a parody of the 1965 science fiction novel Dune, if you haven't caught on by now, by Frank Herbert. Current, wow, really? Current chairman of National Lampoon, Raj Singh, said, quote, This is the perfect time to bring our version of Dune to audiences. For years, we have wanted to see this planet of sugar and giant pretzels come to life. We now have the technology to do this. It doesn't hurt either that... Another film with a huge budget and similar sounding title is one we can write on the back of, much like the Freeman men do in the Shemai Ganung that revered and worshipped giant pretzels of a ruckus. Straight to DVD. <laughs> no, I like this. Produced by Palmstar like Media <laughs> Studios, Dune is in pre-production, planning for release in 2023. 99 cent bin. <laughs> so what do you think of National Lampoon's Dune? Oh, I'm all for this. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Really? It sounds like a. Yeah. It sounds it, sweet. Yeah. Sweet. And salty. That almost made me choke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Wreck It Ralph did the candy yeah. thing first, and I liked it better. Oh, that way. wow. I but see. they didn't have pretzel worms. Yes. And they didn't do it. Well, they kind of did do it for the whole movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They did. Parody films. No. Well, all that means is we need to cast Sarah Silverman as Jazzica. Well, I, I will say this. Uh, National Lampoon are the ones behind the only two really good vacation movies. Christmas Vacation and European Vacation? No. <laughs> they, I guess they did have the name on the European one. So three. Yeah. yeah. The first three. <laughs> yeah. The Vegas Vacation one. So oh, Vegas, Vegas Vacation. Vegas yeah. was out and the brand new one. They didn't yeah. have a bad one. Eddie's whatever. And definitely not Eddie's. No, we won't no. talk about Eddie's thing. <laughs> oh. Eddie's thing is Eddie's terrible. thing. Eddie's thing. I'm all for this. All right. I like this one. Yeah, Matt like likes it. Candyland mm-hmm. slash Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> National Lampoon also slash. did Animal House. That's true. But this is and no Van Wilder. Al- this is no al- really. Yes, they did. <laughs> but National Lampoon has also done a bunch of straight to cable and straight to DVD movies that There's are that. like piss the one poor. I just heard. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. No wow. fun. Yeah. Like, no. it's a Dorm no. Days, no I think, fun. was one. No. Another was like. Just the Dark Cloud. Just, just like the Cougar. Cougar. Cougar Island or something. Oh. It's Cougar something really Island. Stupid. Okay, I'm liking now. this story. Green light. You'll see them in the guide late at night <laughs> yeah. on. Like, you're scrolling through, and you'll be like, really? <laughs> late, late, late at night, huh? <laughs> National Lampoon <laughs> on, has. On, National Lampoon on Skinamax. 
All right, let's see how it goes against System Shock, the 1994 video game from developer Looking Glass Technologies spawned an entire genre of dystopian corridor-crawling shooters. I need to not write them like this. With a soon-to-launch remake of the game on the way, System Shock's tale of a solo survival space flight against an evil AI is also reportedly set to become a series. A live-action series based on the game is in the works. It'll be coming to the fledgling streaming platform Binge. The series oh, is it'll last long. <laughs> this series is reportedly a collaboration between Binge and System Shock remake developer Night Dive Studios. Binge is set to make its platform debut sometime next year as a gamer-focused streaming destination. The original System Shock setup is your unnamed hacker wakes up alone in space aboard Citadel Station, a corporate-owned outpost who's controlling AI, a hissing, crackling core computer named Shodan has taken over everything, turning every robot hostile and killing off the crew, or worse. What follows is a twisted cyberpunk shoot-a-thon that even takes flight into digital space to hit the AI on its home turf. The game spawned one direct sequel and is often credited as inspiring big-name dystopian games like Bioshock and Deus Ex, whose director, Warren Spector, is also the original producer of System Shock. No word on casting or premiere date for the series. So what do you think of System Shock? It's the only one so far that sounded interesting to me. But, you know, it's also a lot of those elements have been done before. So it'll depend on... I don't know. Hollywood How they integrate them. Yeah. Hacking good. Yeah, okay? exactly. You got NCIS hacking. Oh! like, And then he just unplugs it. Gibbs. Yeah. And then you have... Angela, or what's the one? Hackers, Angela Jolie. Yep. Oh wow! Yeah. Yes, that's, yep. that's the one. I'm they don't. To. They don't do hacking good. <laughs> so, awesome soundtrack. Hack the planet. Awesome yeah. soundtrack. Hack the planet. The best hacking ever was in Kung Fury. <laughs> <laughs> there I is love, none greater. I love Kung Fury. Yes. He hacks time <laughs> yeah. with a power glove. Yep. <laughs> and he's got a mullet. <laughs> Any other thoughts on System Shock? I think System Shock was good at the time as a game, but I don't think it could possibly translate well to a movie. Hold on, maybe it'll shock or a TV, TV show. TV show. A TV show. Either way, straight to DVD. <laughs> Whole series, series, season one, right to DVD. <laughs> right to DVD. <laughs> that doesn't happen. No. And finally, Mike Flanagan has revealed his next Netflix horror series. The streamer announced morning that Flanagan is. Preparing to adapt Edgar Allan Poe's horror tale, The Fall of the House of Usher, as a series. First published in 1839, The Fall of the House of Usher follows a narrator's visit to the title house, where he finds its owners in poor health, convinced they are directly connected to the house's own ruined state. Featuring stories within stories, impending doom, a premature burial, and more, it's one of Poe's best-known tales and has previously adapted by the likes of Roger Corman and Vincent Price, at the moment, little is known about Flanagan's own approach to the story, whether it'll be or not an updated to a modern-day setting or keep the period trappings. It's also worth noting that Netflix's announcement teases the series as, quote, based on the works of Edgar Allan Poe, which means it could be headed for some literary mashup territory, similar to what Bly Manor did with the ghost stories of Henry James. The Fall of the House of Usher does not yet have a release date. What do you think of some Poe? If they keep it period, I like it. That's it. That's my only thought on that. So, one. like, as long as they don't translate it to modern day. Yes. Yeah. 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 Except, except for the soundtrack. 
We want the soundtrack done by Usher. Hack the planet. <laughs> All right, so there's your choices. Point Break, Dune, System <laughs> Shock, and The Fall of House of Usher. Where do you put your green light, Deb? Fall of the House of Usher. Mainly because I like Edgar Allan Poe, um, and none of the rest of these sounded interesting at all. What? Man. Wow. Man. Ice Cream Rivers and Pretzel Mountains. And Wreck-It Ralph, okay? If it's not, I Candy mean. Candyland. For the sh- All hell. All- Wreck-It Ralph did it really well. And yeah. I mean. All you're doing is proving there's a market for it, Deb. Is it going to be De- Disney? No? Okay, then no. It's going to be us. Barry, where you put your uh, green? Fall of the House of Usher. That's, I'm sure that's a given because all the rest of them suck. See, we agree. Wow, that's right. Yeah, you got to put your green green light somewhere else. Relax. Kiss ass. Done Right Productions have brought them together again. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, where do you put your green? I got to be honest, I don't like any of these. You got to choose. I know. um, Best of the worst. What you got? I yeah I guess House of the Fall of Usher or Fall of the House How, of House Usher. of the Fall of Usher. <laughs> I like Jeff's okay uh, sequel. I, I will go green light on Jeff's <laughs> suggestion. Uh, yeah, Fall of the House of Usher. I you know I did like the book. I remember reading that in high school, um, but I just don't see any of these others. I even don't even see this one translating well to the big screen or the small screen, as it were. But um, yeah, I think that's the the least offensive of the, <laughs> the least the four. offensive. <laughs> I don't know. They just none of them sound that great. I got to be honest. Matt, where'd you put your green? I agree with Jeff, but I mean, I'm gonna put the green light on um, the ruckus. Dude, <laughs> the ruckus. <laughs> really? Dude, really? Because it's pissing you off. Oh. <laughs> what ruckus? <laughs> Kirsten, where'd you put you your green? You can't like, invest vindictively. Yes, I can. <laughs> have you met? Have, wow. you, have you been in a room full of Hollywood producers? Dude, have of you course. looked up the term capitalism in the dictionary? <laughs> have you met Matt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you're surprised by this. Man. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm just disappointed. Okay. Don't oh. forget, Matt still suggests people to read The Horse Heresy. That says everything you need yes. to know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, dude, I don't know about system shock i'm not hearing enough about it for me to and yeah the guys pointed out hollywood just does not do hacking well you know so no system shock oh shit i've already i've already lost track of what the it's point break dune and house of us oh point break point break you know what point break really is that's one of those things that it's just a dumb idea that totally is carried, right, by the charisma of the actors, right? This is Swayze and Reeves. Yes. This is why you watch Point Break. You're not watching it for the characters. You're not watching it for the plot. You're watching it for these two guys who are great charismatic personalities. So like in other pitches we've discussed, like say Turner and Hooch, it's just like without that element, I, you know? Does Swayze tell Reeves to be nice? Until it's time to not to be nice. Not to be nice. I I don't know. I never watched it. Be nice. Okay. Okay. Good. Thank you. Whoa. Roadhouse. Um, Okay. (laughs) Hurts, don't it? Um, It hurt a little. But then there's uh, uh, Barry got it. Fall of the House of Usher. There are too many question marks. Like, I mean, right there. Is it period or is it not? We don't know. 
you know? And uh, so I'm not too sure about that. It could be something, but a TV series, woo. So probably if they do a big thing where it's like a TV series of a bunch of Poe stories, but I, I you know, I, I don't hear enough for me to green light it. So uh, Dune. You know, oh, yes. Wreck-It Ralph and Candyland <laughs> both prove that candy-based settings have a market. There are people out there who like that sort of thing. Like Gumdrop Prime. Yes, exactly. Um, candy Crush. Two things. You One, know? you people are the reason television sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and two, we walked into a Texas roadhouse and no one was fighting and I was disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> That's because they're all being nice. Yeah. So it oh, wasn't time not to be nice. You well, no, they in. have that nice apple butter that goes on the. And that and and we walked into that's the wrong not a, Texas that, Roadhouse. That's you know, <laughs> the apple butter rub at the Texas Roadhouses. It's a dry rub. <laughs> so green light, Dune. Well, th- this was a closer match than I thought it would be, mm-hmm. but squeaking out by one vote, <laughs> Fall House Usher is the winner of this group. So we will apparently reluctantly back it. So, that being said, which one do you think is fake Deb? It's either System Shock or Dune. I'm going to go with System Shock. Barry, what do you think's fake? Oh, I hope it's Dune. Dune. It ain't. I'm going to say Dune. <laughs> I mean, I, I have very little faith in television and as it is, but if they really made that... <laughs> It's possible. Well, they own the rights, so it's, it's Warner Brothers. <laughs> I know. Dune. Matt, what do you think's fake? Why do you have such little faith in television right now? We're like in the golden age of television. Yeah, really. Right. How are we in the Charlie go- and the Chocolate Dude. Factory is getting multiple things. Candy yes. is in. We, Candy the shows you're talking about. Hawkeye. The fucking... Get, 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 <laughs> there's more... Okay. His, his point is there are more platforms that shows can be seen on, which means more shows are getting made now than ever in All history. All the Star Treks. Ever. Quibi. Yeah, the, the sheer amount of media being produced right now is astounding. Yeah, the sheer amount. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know. <laughs> it's not all shit. Quantity yeah. over quality, right? It's a lot of it's quality. But a anyways. lot of it is quality, but a lot of it is not. Well, well, but at the same time, you have to weed through all of the, the shit before you can get to case the Case in point, three of the pitches that I just heard. Shock the system is fake. System shock. System shock. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shock the How system. Shock the system. The shock, shock the monkey. System dune. What? Yeah. The shocker the system. Uh, no. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> There's your Cinemax right there. Yeah, really. The system shocker. Yeah. System Jeff, shocker. Jeff, what do you think is fake? I feel like it's got to be System Shock because Hollywood seems to have really scaled back on doing video game movies as of late. And the other three sound so ridiculous that it probably they probably are the real ones. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with System Shock as well. And guys, the way things fake. Dune. All right, two votes. Didn't for you Dune? vote for Dune? Yeah. Does it, you can do that. Yeah. There's no rules but I, here. I, I'm not, it's not voting for what's, what's it's real for or not. It's voting for what sounds good. Sounds you have and, two different votes. And that one sounds sweet. Yeah. You oh. yeah. That was too easy. Yeah. It's very saccharine <laughs> of you. All right. The fake one this week was sent to us by Evan Snoop to Malik. And it's Dune. Oh, <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> so good job, Evan. All right. Because System Shock got the overall vote for the fake ones. So yeah. That means that Point Break, System Shock, and Fall of House of Usher are all in some form of development. And Evan has a career if Matt and I ever open a studio. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, for one movie anyway. Man, I can't wait till they try to defend against a hacker and they both use one keyboard. <laughs> Yeah, I, and it's I can't, made, I can't, made of candy. I can't. And all wait. they're doing is punching random keys on yes, the thing. Yes, I can't wait. And then the main character comes in, and just unplugs it, and says, "All right, it's done." But yeah, I want to thank our brand new Kofi member this week, Froyog Soft Serve. Thanks for joining the Kofi and Kingvald, who has been giving us one-offs on top of being a Kofi member every week. Oh, Kingvald! Kingvald, thank, thank you. you so much for supporting the show, and you can support us too on our Kofi. You can link to us on uh, geekshockpodcast.com for all information. And I want to thank our Fireball Whiskey Tier 4 members, King Vald, Deb T, David Farrar, our Buckfast and Haggis, Kirsten, Tier 5 members, Leon Mitz, Jeff Harris, J- Jake Godbold, Ozzy Matt, and Mad Martrin. Yay, Fuckfest! All of our Kofi members, thank you so very much. And even if you're not a Kofi member, Thank you for listening. And if you want to help out the show, just give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Spread the word. Wherever fine podcasts are stolen. Unless it's a bad review. Wherever fine podcasts are distributed. (laughs) Don't do that one. And until next week, where we kick Barry off the show, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Vlarg. And Deb. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. And hopefully I'll talk to you on Friday on Minecraft. Yes, Minecraft. That's right. Please, please, please. It's so much fun. We have so much fun playing Minecraft. The crafting and the mining oil. Well, we've got a good community going and like everybody's really getting into it. I mean, everybody's really wanting to play in our new town, new city. And I am hoping to be on Friday night. Friday is going to be a big day because I'll be working. And of course, I'll be hosting the show and get that all done. Uh, but afterwards, if if time permits, I'm hoping to get back on there. Yay. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Every time f- you think you're out, they pull you back in. Huh? I need a foil. They pull uh, yeah. I'm going to sell in. a. Gr- I'm going to open a grass shop. <laughs> Not oh. that kind of grass, Matt. And uh, <laughs> I got nothing to say on that one. We're gonna be we're gonna be basically blowing up the the existing town, and I put a bunch of ravagers and ghasts and horrible creatures in the town in Ooh. glass, and I named them all Torgo sucks. <laughs> Very cool. The last time the destruction of the town happened was pretty amazing. It was yeah, pretty it was. fun. I did record it. If you want to see what that's like, it's on my near-defunct YouTube channel, Master Torga. <laughs> uh, but it's still there if you want to see what that was like. So if you want to get a taste for what's to come, there you go. Well, yeah. this time around, we don't have as big of a town built because, you know, we've been testing things. It's, it's been a, a test, test server. server. Right. Um, but it's still fun to just, you know, blow sure. stuff up. And, and not only that, but weapons were dropped everywhere and monsters weren't the only things being hit because I was goddamn bruised a lot. Yes. I already have weapons stashed everywhere. Of course you do. And I even put like dynamite behind targets and stuff. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a big blowy up mess. So much so that it might even crash the server, but who knows? It's fine. We're yeah. just going to wipe it the next minute anyway and exactly. start again. Before the new day dawns on a new world where blackjack will happen, apparently. And roulette. A casino. And plinko. Yeah. Oh, my, plinko. I like plinko. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been busy. They're building a casino. Multiple games. Apparently. Ooh. It's so huge. It only takes two games to make a casino, right? It's going to be <laughs> three, technically. <laughs> it's uh, We're going to have multiple YouTube videos uh, describing every bit of this machine in detail. 
I'm very impressed by it. I mean, oh. no, no bullshit. I look forward to seeing those. You, you, you guys make some great mm. videos, so I appreciate seeing those. Now I need to get a crew together in Ocean Eleven. That shit. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be hard. You no, son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> or Ocean's ate it. You know, there you, you go. Could just get some chicks. That too. Mm, barbecue. That too. Yeah. Everyone's made of squares, especially at this table. Yeah. Yes. The vanilla. Uh. The vanilla chicks. Vanilla squares. The chocolate. You don't. Squares. You can't even say the the URL. Can you? I cannot. I will not say it. Yeah, it's Todd, it Todd has said, "Don't say it," so I won't say it. <laughs> oh, we're not allowed to say the URL. Okay, all right. Then I, I didn't say that. that. We were trying to discourage you from <laughs> yes. being so enthused about something that you should have given up years ago. Yes. It's a great. Yeah, it's he should have given up when back. he turned fifteen. Now, now when, you, <laughs> when you call our highest tier fuckfest and baggage, then I have it. Baggage. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because there's always baggage after a fuck fest. <laughs> oh, my God, Ain't Todd, God you're a genius. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. <sighs> don't, don't say that too baggage. many times or he'll start to believe it. Yeah. yeah. And well, it's I don't true, think it's though. the real name. It's very true. Yeah. One of those turgid, tumescent, torgo <laughs> tongue twisters. Hey, we got a shout out from Kofi. Kof- Help. How do I say it? Kofi. Yeah. Kofi. You're about our tears. You're getting better. Yeah. Yeah. What'd they say? They said, hey, this is how you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> they they oh. used us as an example of how wow. Kofi users could set up reward tiers for Imagine their Imagine all the comments we would have gotten if we had kept Vanilla That's Chicks. Right. Love. <laughs> They'd have been like, uh, we're removing you from our site. Thank this you very much. This is how you don't do it. <laughs> we, we could fit it in there so that now when they go check it out, that'll yeah. be there. Well, well that's what they the, say. We could fit it in there. That'll be the tier six. I'm, uh, I'm just waiting for the, the thing to say that your tiers have violated our terms of service and then they yeah. oh, trust Shut me. down. Well, once we get like the Texas dry rub tier and the, trust me, I'm a mess of tears right now. <laughs> and, then, and then, and the apple you're not, butter you're not tears for fears. Oh, that's uh, my Jeff. That's my Jeff. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks, he, Jeff. Just Thanks, to, Jeff. he just had to shout that. Yeah. Or, k- or, or, or tears of a clown. Keep going. Keep reaching. Keep going for it. One more. Come uh, on. You got more. one more in you. One more. One more. I know you got Comedy it. threes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now the pressure's on. Yeah. Come my on, brain, yeah. I'm yeah. vapor locked. Jeff really doesn't observe the rule of three. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's like a rule of one and a half. You're, you're lucky if you get two from me. <laughs> I don't consider myself lucky right now in the last two puns. (laughs) 